Oh, I thought you were saying WAP. <laughs> that was a dinosaur burp. <laughs> it, a, it came from my little baby chest. <laughs> what did you have for dinner? I had uh, chicken wrap. Oh, I had chicken as well. I had chicken nice. breasts. Noise. Get them titties in your mouth. Yeah, I got some chicken titties. <laughs> <laughs> Mozzarella on that, just like my mama made the gooba goo, gabagoo. Hey, uh, you piss ant, you what, what's piss going on? <laughs> you little piss ant. <laughs> you little piss ant. Oh, nothing much, Pat. How are you? Did you hear about that? Uh, the Tom Brady thing? No, what? I was listening to it like right before. It was it, it was some, I think some DJ in uh, in uh, New England. <laughs> yeah. That's not even the right, that's not the right <laughs> accent. <laughs> that's like so that's my Australian and British people. That, that was closer to a Philly accent than it was in New England. Hey, hey, I'm from uh, New England over here. <laughs> Pat, the master of the new master of accents. Um, no, that it was uh, some DJ, sports DJ or something like that that was like mocking some documentary thing about Tom Brady and his family. He kept calling his daughter a pissant. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Boston thing to call somebody, too. What a little piss ass. Uh, Come here, you little fucking piss ass. You little piss ass. Like, grabbing her by like the back, like her like sweater, the back of her sweater. Like, get out of here, you little the, the scruff of her neck like she's a kitten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of, how is uh, Klobby? Oh, uh, he is great. It's a he um, now? It's always been a he, baby. You never showed me its penis. <laughs> I can next time. Well, that'll be the that'll be the picture for this episode. <laughs> Clubby's wiener. Don't get the wiener out. Just show the bulge. You don't have to show the wiener. <laughs> no, but uh, he's doing really good. He's uh, he's even more comfortable in the house now. Good. Um, and he's definitely uh, he has like uh, crazy kitten time. It happens about yeah, that's my favorite. Ha- it happens about eight times a day. Yep. <laughs> um, that's the best where time. For just fifteen minutes, he will run. From one end of the house to the other end of the house, and then back and forth and back and forth. And sometimes it's behind the couch, and sometimes it's in front of the couch. And every once in a while, he'll like parkour off of me, where he'll jump up like onto me and yeah. then just boost off of me back onto the floor. Yeah, it's just um, they almost just usually you as like a bumper, they just kind of yeah. jump on you and just yeah. like bolt off you. And then just yeah. run over here. Yeah, it's it's fucking nuts. And uh, he he figured out like three days ago. He really learned how far he can skid on the floor. So he's been having fun with that of just like bolting as fast as he can and then throwing on the brakes and sliding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's so he's been doing that a lot lately. And then whenever he's not in crazy kitten time, it is sleepy time. <laughs> That's wonderful. These, you know, yeah. how most people talk about like kids, like where they're like, you know, enjoy these this time, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to say that for cats, but it's kind of all. I mean, they always to to an extent. If you find the right shit to throw on the floor, yeah. If you just throw it in another room, or you just like shake it in front of them, it pretty much anything kind of turns into a toy to a cat. If yeah. they're in the right mood, you know, like if they're, I think if they're, ha- I don't know, if they're happy, I don't know, if, I don't think cats are ever happy. Yeah. Are anim- do you think animals are ever like happy like happy like we feel it yeah i think so that's the first <laughs> that'll be the that'll be a good topic to go <laughs> yeah are I animals happy so. he uh 
he's also um, become very he's very uh, food obsessed, uh-huh. which which I absolutely expected based upon his size. Yeah, um, it's a big boy. Like, yeah, he's he's gigantic for how old he is. Right. Um. So, uh, like when uh, Kara and I try to eat, he will jump up with us and just kind of walk between us and just wait till one of us gives in and gives him some food. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> which, which in you our pushovers. defense, in our defense, uh, we don't give him much. Sometimes it's a small piece of uh, chicken, and we take from the middle so there's no seasoning on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like the other day, I made grilled cheese and I gave him a little little piece of cheese. Yeah, cats love cheese. Um, but what <laughs> on Monday? Uh, I had a pretty early work day. Um. I came home at like 11 and I had thought that Kara just forgot to feed him before uh, she left for work because his food bowl was just about completely empty. Uh-huh. Uh, so I filled it and then she texted me at one point and was like, oh, how's the cat? And I was like, oh, good. I uh, I fed him. And she was like, what do you mean? I fed him before I left. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He played me like a fiddle. He made me think he was hungry. So I filled the food bowl, and then he ate a little bit. So then after I found out she had already fed him an entire cup of food, uh-huh. uh, I put his bowl uh, up on the counter. Yeah. Because uh, we give him a whole bowl in the morning and then a half a bowl at night. Uh-huh. Like, uh, And uh, <laughs> so his food bowl was sitting on the counter. And I was trying to take a nap on the couch, and I heard this weird noise. And I looked in the giant Coke mirrors that are on my wall. <laughs> yeah. And I saw him just standing on his hind legs, trying to jump up onto the countertop to get his food. Uh-huh. And he, he just couldn't get enough height. And uh-huh. uh, and then I, I took your advice and I, I clapped at him and spoke yeah. in nonsense. I told you. you and skip. ran away. Skit on now. <laughs> you skip. That's all it takes. Skit. S-K-I-T-T-T-T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah those teas so, those are screeching teas <laughs> so he's great i yeah. love him i love him to death that's um, the, the, that was uh yeah i i think it's well, uh, the only way i can ever like you know people say sometimes you know people that are parents of course usually say that people that say having pets is like having kids it's not except for the fact that it's a shared experience you, right. know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, no, hey, no cat has a manual. You don't get a manual with a cat. Except for they totally make manuals for cats and also kids. You know, like, that's no excuse anymore. There's a lot of research on, on raising children. Yeah, And you absolutely. can't say, like, there's oh, you didn't come with a handbook. Like, there was a, there's been books for a long time <laughs> about yeah. this shit. Absolutely. So I, I feel like, uh, but the, the, the kind of thing with the pets is they're better than kids. Because you can just literally put a food dish down and just walk away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you just buy the food. Like, they don't. I don't know. It's weird. People get weird about that shit. About, like, you know, um, like, you know, what kind of food you feed your cat. Like, we're kind of those people. We're halfway between those people and, like, just regular people. (laughs) Like, we, we, you know, we don't feed them, like, raw. We don't, like, cook them food, you know, or anything like that. We're not, like, those weirdos that are, like, I buy yeah, no, I buy butcher I like you buy better meat for the cat than you do yourself. <laughs> no, the only time he gets food that is capable to be eaten by a human is when he is especially cute or nice. 
Oh, Jesus. If, if he is especially cute or nice, I will give him a little piece of human food. So, but, like, he pulled some shit the other day where I was... Uh, so, it, it was so what you're saying was, is you're using your power to, <laughs> <laughs> to influence this cat and to make it feel, like, uh, inferior to you for it to get... Okay, I see, I see how it is. It's just a reward system, just like oh, parents do for their wow. kids. Do you have a pap- do you have paperwork drawn up? Do you have them sign a, a contract? I, I keep it posted on the fridge so he can see what his reward system <laughs> see, is. See, you walked over the ink, and then you walked over this. <laughs> you signed this, fluffers. What's the, what's the cat's name? Apollo, right? Apollo, yep. Apollo Ono, right? I, that's what I call him when he slides through the living room like a crazy person. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, these are the golden years. Oh, you're yeah. Gonna, you're going to miss this when their cat is only doing this one third of the time. Yeah. Cat corner. Cat here corner. The babies. This is the, this is the perfect way to start the, uh, the state. What is it? What, what you guess the Buddha, the Buddha state of the union, the Buddha state, but yeah. the Buddha union state of the boys, state of the boys. Uh, this is not a, this is not, you know, this is just basically cause we, you know, we didn't have a regular episode this week. Right. Uh, we wanted to record uh, an episode because I don't know. I mean, we had a really busy weekend, both of us. Yeah, we both we both had kind of a crazy weekend that got a, away from us pretty quickly. Yeah, and uh, stop peeking under the door. Go on, get <laughs> go on out, skip. <laughs> Put them um, on. Hold on. Put them on. I'll I'll talk to him. <laughs> hey, right, hey, Apollo, on. Apollo, skit. <laughs> All right. Um. What do you yeah, say? No, we just. We had he he got he went he, he got he, he Scott <laughs> yeah he's Scott I told him skit and he Scott <laughs> skit out no, of here yeah, we, we just had uh, we had mutually kind of crazy weekends that just kind of got away from us. Well, we and had like, Philly. We were we're at the free house in Philly. We had that meme show. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I totally fun. legitimately won that contest. Uh, yeah, you definitely legitimately won that contest. I mean, the audience felt, said it. <laughs> I felt kind of shitty for the way I acted afterwards, but because I because <laughs> I was like, I don't think they realized I was kidding. But yeah, you were you were oh, a competitive. Well. Yeah, you were competitive at this. Uh, like I I dig it. I'm into it because that's what I, I want. Just, I was just frustrated because you had such you, like your team as a whole was really good. Yeah, right? we yeah, and you then, had. You had three functioning members. You had an unwilling participant. You had one person that wasn't even brainstorming. Yeah. He wasn't asking. See, another thing, too, I think it would have been great if we had a mic to pass around or, like, two mics or right. something. It's it's, yeah, a, it's a show that's in progress, but uh, what was it? Meme Wars? Meme Wars. I think it's supposed yeah, to be that, a monthly show at, at the Victoria that, Freehouse. That was my suggestion, is that if we could get, like, two mics hooked up and each team just has a mic. Yeah, basically, they put because, up a, a picture, and then we have to, like, meme it. We have to, like, kind of... we we uh. What is it? Kind of, we just comment on it. Yeah, because like, not again, not to like take anything away from you or your team. You guys were super funny, but I right. do think a big a big part of why the audience selected you is because the audience was sitting entirely on our side. Right. So, like, our uh, but we were all facing the same direction, so our voices were not going. Yeah, towards you weren't. Them. You weren't like saying it over your shoulder. You were saying it towards the host and towards us. So we heard it. We laughed. Right. And I thought, and they laughed too, but I think they might have just been like, "Oh yeah, okay." Like, I yeah. I don't know. It it was just an odd thing. It wasn't. It was it was explained. I felt like it was explained well. You know, yeah. it, it was it was just not like a like if we had a PA system or something like that. But it's a show that's in progress. It should be a lot of fun. It's it was a lot of fun to do anyway. 
Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. And then we did uh, the winery show the next night, which was crazy. And that I, was... I feel bad for you. I feel bad because I, I wanted to say to start out <laughs> to say I'm sorry that I fucking just dipped. But I was like, I when we were parking, as we were parking, it was at this winery in what was the place? Uh, Montgomery. Montgomery, and it was. It the the it was like kind of on a hill, but it was just grass and like kind of muddy. Yeah. So when we were parking, my tires kind of like the you know kind of skid a little bit a couple of times, and I was yeah. like, oh boy, this is gonna be this is gonna be tough to get out. <laughs> and so and then like while we were in there and it was packed, that place was fucking packed. Everybody I, was there for comedy. It seriously, it was it blew my fucking mind. I'm still thinking about it days later about it's a just lot of how. Fun. How crazy it was, yeah. how packed it was, and how it was honestly the fucking bonk most bonkers batshit audience I've ever been in front yeah, of. Yeah, it was it was rowdy. It was like I kept calling it white lady def jam. Because like Oh yeah, that's you, exactly you make what them laugh and then like one like a white lady with like really short hair and a puffy vest with like Subaru, you know, keys <laughs> just stood up and like fucking would stomp their feet and kind of like turn around and like laugh and they were loud. <laughs> I I love that that that's such a perfect like uh summary though. It was absolutely white lady death jam. Yeah, that's ex- <laughs> maybe that's what you should call the mic now. That'd be fucking great. White lady death jam at the- <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's so it's so fucking appropriate. It was it was fucking it oh, was a God lot yeah. of fun. It was it was it was a uh, it was a real slobber knocker. It yeah. was a it was a kind of like anything goes. That, I I gotta um, say I want to give one. I don't know. This is not a free ad. I guess but it's a free ad for Zach Hammond, comedian yeah. <laughs> um, on Facebook. He yeah he check honestly if you guys ever get a chance to see him perform. He's he's headlining a lot now. He's featuring a lot. He's he's traveling. He's getting some work out. So if you see him anywhere you're listening to this, if you see Zach Hammond performing near you, a little skinny guy, black hair, he uh, he fucking handled these white ladies. He was like white lady fucking uh, Martin Lawrence. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Wait, what is that? <laughs> Big Mama? Uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah, what that Ma- means. Martin Lawrence. Uh, either way, yeah. He, he fucking just did stuff. I mean, like... I I couldn't believe it. I I like near the end of it I got so disjointed because I feel like everybody started like it just was so loud in there. I feel like I kept saying to yeah. Dominique, I kept saying I feel like if we could turn the lights down, if like you had it, just yeah, a spotlight, that, because I feel like that's if people are seeing each other, they're I feel like they're more likely to talk. I don't I don't know what it is. Like it felt so. No, like, yeah. After after the show had ended, that was something I had talked to, uh, to Tina, the lady in charge, about for next time. I right. told her that. If we have it again, I can bring spotlights, but we should turn down the house lights, at least dim them. Right. Because it will discourage people from, like, socializing during the show. Right. Which, which honestly, there what, – what I was realizing is when I would – it's just the way the room is built. It wasn't bad. Um, I, never, I never felt like I had to say something. Like, right. I, I knew and, I could have, but it wouldn't have made sense because it was like, no, no, just let them settle a little bit. And they would settle a little bit, and I could get another joke or two off. And yeah, then have right. to react to a couple people that are saying stuff in the audience. You know what I mean? Like, it was just that right. environment. Yeah, absolutely. And it was also, too, like, the layout, the way the building is just built. Um, what I was realizing, both when I was on stage and when other people are on stage, is 
up front it sounds so loud yeah like yeah, you yeah, can yeah. hear people really well and it goes around that corner too because there's people around the yeah. corner but they were so loud <laughs> they're all drunk but, they're all like drinking fucking wine they're fucking having a great time they're hours. eating yeah like like 30 of those people were there at five o'clock yeah and it started yeah it started not long after that like it wasn't started, like it was super late yeah so six I, to eight but it was fucking they were bananas but it was a lot of fun and and fucking uh kevin brocious i felt like he did well like both me and kevin brocious were i think there just to do mic sets yeah and then you're like hey do you want to do more time i'm always up for that shit but yeah, right. i just I, I for some reason like halfway through my set <laughs> i was just not even halfway like it was like the last three minutes or something like that three or four minutes i was just like i don't know what the fuck's going on it's so loud in here and yeah. I just kept like I just ha- kept having interactions with the audience, and then I would try to go into material, and then I would f- lose my place, and then I would talk to them more, and I'm just be like, ah, fuck it. And then yeah, I even- Zach Zach did 45, and I think he did 20 of material. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah, Everything oh yeah, else was if work. that, yeah, because it was a lot yeah. of crowd work. It was a lot of, and and that's what I'm saying is is Zach Hammond did such a good job of handling that crowd. Bill Russell got him fucking not got him fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, uh, he really Kevin Brocious. He, he brought it down. Kevin Brocious and both and me. I feel like we we just it was just a lot of it was a lot of fun, but it was really overwhelming. It was overwhelming. I guess that's the best way to put it. Though I was not ready for White Lady Def Jam. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> Nobody is Pat. <laughs> but I feel like that kind of made me a little bit because that's a lot. What like that's what the improv was like in Tampa. I remember was yeah. only the all the white ladies are replaced with like, uh, you know young latin couples you know you throw a couple of other minorities you know it's just a lot of young drunk fucking people that are in like ebor tampa I, that doesn't make sense <laughs> to people that aren't from it's like a, it's kind of like our like bourbony streety like i don't know it's weird it's like yeah. a downtown scummy kind of part i don't know i don't, I don't like it it's for it's for it's for drunks <laughs> now i'm just judging but um, yeah, absolutely. It, but this it was a lot of fun. But I remember thinking, and when we were standing in there, um, it was somebody like I overheard somebody saying, "Oh, somebody's stuck in the mud," and they're going out to the parking lot, and I was just like, "Oh man!" And then I'm just like looking at like it was funny because that's I think what the first thing that made me distra- that distracted me on stage was I was like, <laughs> "These people are fucking wasted," and s- most of these people at least had to have dropped. Like, there's everybody yeah. is fucking red face drunk everybody is <laughs> yeah. fucking wasted drunk yeah and i was just like uh I, I kept thinking like it's gonna be chaos to leave here i i will say most of the people who were there should not have driven home oh yeah it was terrifying <laughs> whether they did i'm not, not here to judge sorry but so so we get so we get into the cut we i was like as soon as i i was like i have to stay for the show because it was Every I was excited. It was a great show. Like just, yeah. It turned from being an open mic with a showcase, with a good showcase. You know, hey, you got your Bill Russell and your Zach Hammond. Sure, yeah, yeah, that's fun. But with that rowdy crowd and everybody getting more, t- everybody doing more time, because Zach did yeah, more time, that, Bill did more time than he was gonna. He was originally right. Yeah, we fucking. That, oh man, an an open mic would have been horrible there. Right, like people who don't perform comedy would have fucking drowned. Right. And and it would have been it would have been harder. I think it would have been harder on the people that were doing like just to oh, say like oh yeah. just like that split second show. So maybe I mean maybe even instead of a mic maybe having a, a showcase with like five some odd comics like that. That that's what I that's what I said. Call I, it White I Lady Def Jam. 
afterwards, I'd explain to the people who wanted it to happen that uh, I, in the future, I would suggest avoiding an open mic. But if they want to keep that sort of structure, that I would suggest doing like three to four 10 minute sets at the top of just like talented, but like doesn't have 15 to 20 minutes of material people and then have a feature and a headliner. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just yeah. do like a, just do like a standard showcase rather than a showcase mic. It, um, and I said, I, I was like, it can still have the same, it still will have the same feeling of an open mic. Um, it's just like, it's planned a little bit instead of just people showing up and signing up. Yeah. I think, I, I think that would be even, that would be cool uh, to even do maybe Buddha boys present white lady def jam, a comedy showcase. Yes. Oh, and then we fucking oh my god. That's dude. one thing, dude. From that night we we got like four listeners for our podcast. So I would I would Oh really? Like, the four of yeah, there were four people who came up to me and asked me what the name of our podcast was and looked it up and then added it to their feed right in front of my face. Wow. So whether or not they continue listening is another thing, but welcome. Those of you those of you who are at White Lady Def Jam, what the fuck is up and you guys for tuning are in. fucking wow. I love yeah. it. You guys are yeah. fucking crazy. You, it, it, was, it, it was seriously, it was fucking buck wild. Yeah, it was. That was that was definitely one of the funnest shows I've ever been on. But yeah. it was afterwards. I was thinking, I wanted to stay for the whole show, so I, I, I was like, I made sure. So it was like you were you were on stage. I feel like, and I, and you're right. <laughs> and I was like, hey, and I like got your attention. I was trying to say like, hey, I'm gonna head out, and you're just like, hey, oh, bye, Pat. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yeah, I, I, I was, I was doing like the thank yous and stuff. I, I and then fucking, you were like, I'm going to leave. And I was like, bye. I fucking, so I didn't get to say to Bill, great set. I didn't get to say, well, I, I talked to Kevin a little bit after Zach fucking killed it. Everybody, it was, the, yeah. it was so much fun, but I fucking had to get the fuck out of there. So I got, <laughs> we ran out, essentially ran out to the car and like, luckily there wasn't a ton of people leaving, but there's still some people leaving. And yeah. I tried to go up. It's like up a hill, a muddy tracked hill to get that was the exit that's the only way i knew in that's the only way i knew out so <laughs> yeah. i tried to go up and then right almost near the top it was kind of my tires kept turning a little kind of you know skidding 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 and then finally got to almost to the crest and it was like a bigger hill and i couldn't yeah. go and i got stuck uh, so i had to fucking back out real quick try tried not to get stuck and i kept backing up and trying to go forward backing up trying to go forward like trying different ways <laughs> But just yeah. every time I tried to go forward, it would, would not let me because I lost momentum. Oh, fuck. So I was like, oh, my God. I'm like panicking. And I was like, I don't know what to do. She's like, what do we do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so we just kept backing up, backing up, backing up. Couldn't couldn't do it. Then I almost I almost ran into the fucking shit, like the little tie down thing, like the poles. I wasn't like I was paying attention, but I was like mainly trying to pay attention how I could go forward and not get stuck. <laughs> yeah. So I just kept backing up, backing up because I knew there was grass eventually. The dirt, you know, the muddy part ended eventually, but I was just hoping it was on a fucking marsh. Yeah. So I, and I knew that I, I saw on the forecast, I checked the weather and it was fucking supposed to rain. And I was like, oh my God, if it starts raining, I'm, I'm dead. I'm stuck here. I have to move here. I'll never get my fucking car out of here. All these fucking drunks out here are going to like also get stuck. It's going to be like a fucking demolition derby of retards. Cause like drunk people, drunk people driving. Like it's it's dangerous, but it's fucking mainly just really annoying, you know. <laughs> like they're, they're it's drunk people trying to make decisions. I guess is that that's the thing. Is like they wouldn't yeah. think, okay, don't keep trying to go forward, back up and try to, you know what I mean? Like 
Because because yeah. of what I was doing, because I was so skilled at driving, Chris, <laughs> I got us out of there. So I, I basically backed up. Ooh, hell yeah. Went to the right. And I was like, I, I'm, I don't think there's an exit over here, but I know that there's not a railing. <laughs> so I got I got some speed. I turned my brights on. I got some speed, and there was a fucking a hump, and I just went right over the curb, and I just went kapapow, <laughs> and just popped right over, <laughs> and got on the road. And Dominique fucking cheered. She said, "You did it, babe!" <laughs> I got us out of there, and That's I don't amazing. know. I don't know if there's just like tracks there, and some somebody's like that. Some asshole. So if. Anybody from the vineyard is listening. I apologize. I cannot afford to pay for any damage I did if I did any damage. <laughs> and I definitely, I well, know. I think this whole story was hypothetical. Well, no, no. Really I, I know for sure that I did not hit any of the, or, like I did not, any. if I did any damage, it was driving, but it was because that was the only place that had grass. Yeah. And that was the only place I knew I could get any kind of traction to get out of. But the hill right. was still just as steep. And I got, I got that speed. <laughs> I got momentum. And I did not stop. I was like, if there's a car on the road, I'm dead. Like, it's over. I risked my life so I didn't have to pay for a tow truck. There's no way. I was, it was on a hill. It was muddy. And it was supposed to rain that night. I was like, I'm fucking getting the fuck out of here now. It was so, I felt like such a dick because I really, I legit could have, I, I legitimately could have hang out, hung out afterwards, like, and talked. The people at the show were great. I could have handed out some stickers. You know, I wanted to yeah. talk to everybody I've, you know, about their set. There was another show happening right down the road, but I was like, I can't stay here and risk these fucking <laughs> these people tearing up this goddamn this hill and me yeah. never me be stuck here for the rest of my life, Chris. There was no way until next payday. I don't. I don't think. I don't know how. Like, what do you do? Like, what, whose responsibility is that? They're not. They don't have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. They didn't tell you to park there. Right. Well, it does say parking for that, but. Oh. You know, well then I think they could have been culpable. So you know, the next showcase that you do there, or Mike, or whatever you do, uh, you know, just make sure, just maybe on a sunny day, try to park. Yeah, park somewhere else, maybe even. You know? <laughs> maybe during the summer it won't be as bad. I don't know if it rains a lot up there in the summer. Yeah, I mean sometimes. Do you want to get into? Do you have any? Do you have any updates from the winery? <laughs> uh, no, nope. We uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, just like I said, there were I was. I was surprised, but it was dope that a handful of people came up to me and wanted to talk about um, the podcast afterwards. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. That was really uh, that's really cool. So, I, whoever you are, hey, please be uh, just remember to check us out on what the Buddha Babies group on Facebook. Yep. Go to the Buddha Boys uh, Pod at Buddha Boys Pod, I believe, on Facebook. Um, yeah, that's our our page, and there's a Buddha Boy a Buddha Babies group. That's yeah, where all join the, the, that. Our lovely listeners, anybody that listens to the podcast, any contributors, any past guests, anybody, uh, they're all babies. You're, we're all babies, babies. Um, so just go to the page, uh, submit. You know, we we ask for topics all the time. We ask for stories. You can submit stories there. Uh, email us at f- uh, Buddha. Bo- what is it? Fun FWF FWF Buddha Boys at Gmail Right, and uh, FWF Buddha Boys on uh, Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, just follow us on all those shits. Um, and contribute Hell so yeah. that's how we get into stuff like this where this is going to be this is the rapid fire topics
Rapid fire. We don't always do that. But that's no. this time we did. Um that's uh just for you. This is where we do topics, uh, you know, our listeners. This is since we know that we do have recent listeners, hopefully. Um right. uh we want to just let them know that this is you know, topics that you guys send in. We talk about them here. You know, if you want a story done, send us a link to the story. We read the article. We'll go over it. This one's not a traditional one. This is our state of the... What is it? What did we do? State Buddha. of the boys. State of the boys. Um, and uh, we're just kind of... We're just going to do some rapid fire topics. We're going to talk about... I have, a, I have a topic or two that I want to bring up, you know, just to talk okay. about. I'm sure you do, too. Uh, the first one... Yeah. Do you want to... All right. The fucking... God damn it. It's, Let's do it because there is actual news since the last time you right. asked us to talk about it. And and you know what? I, I will give my honest take. I gave it to Manny personally, and I thought this might – well, I didn't give it to Indy personally. So I thought it would have ended this this very <laughs> stupid joke. It's not funny to just keep bringing up the goddamn yeah, XFL. But, but sometimes you got to do bits uh, that are just for you. Yeah, but this is for them, right? Yeah. There you go. Hey, Indy. Here you go. We want to talk about the XFL. Manny, listen up. This is a this is going to be the last time. <laughs> All right? XFL. Yeah. It's happening. It's coming back. Vince McMahon made the announcement. Eight teams. Uh, I, I feel like it's a it's good in the case that this gives the XFL people or not XFL, sorry, WWE people, anybody that can't make it in there that you know kind of has dreams of being a professional athlete in some way. Also, yeah. uh college players that didn't make it in the NFL or NFL players that get cut or something like that that's a good opportunity for these people people that are serious about the sport that can do it that's not that's maybe hopefully a little bit more legitimate than the like the arena league maybe maybe keeping it small helps keep it you know legitimate uh i i don't know what do you what do do you think what's your take i think this is good this is a good thing right yeah i think uh i think it's interesting i think uh vince mcmahon in his press conference uh really did something strange and kind of criticized uh, criticized the NFL for being too strict with its rules, but then also uh, criticized the NFL for allowing people with like criminal backgrounds and stuff like that to continue playing. Right. Um, one of the things he had said is that they only want like upstanding citizens in the XFL. What does that mean? Um, what which, is that code uh, for, Vince? <laughs> I think I think we all know what it's called. What are you for. implying, Mr. McMahon? <laughs> it's going to be wider than an ice rink out there. Hey, oh. I don't get it. Um and then like he was questioned about whether or not he'd sign Johnny Manziel, which he kind of just repeated the same question. It was kind of a personality, um, right? He's a personality. Right. Um and he but like it was funny cuz he he I think he is going for like a like I don't maybe again this was just like him just sharing who like how he personally actually feels but he's like no if uh somebody like tim tebow wants to play he's welcome to try out but oh. uh johnny manzel i don't know if he'd be a great fit so it's like so the white white yeah. christian like good boy right the real american sort of, sort of thing yeah right i am a real, real american. american we don't have the rights to that so Gonna have to it's okay, that we out. didn't hit a single note in it. So. <laughs> I think I think somewhere in there they could find that. You you can make your yeah, own. You know you can make your own I, reality. That's where we hit it. You can I make your own, own reality <laughs> in this fucking country, boy. Oy uh, vey. No, but uh, I'll I'll be surprised if it's successful. I yeah. mean, I'm interested, especially if it's like an off season football. 
Um, you know what I mean? Like if it happens, then you're guaranteed money. Yeah. If it happens between like, uh, March and, uh, August, right. I I'll definitely watch it. Um, at least give it a shot. Um, and like, I think one of the things too, is that in the one, in like the one commercial they've aired so far, they're already pushing like the fantasy sports aspect and how you're going to be allowed to like gamble with it because like, how it with the NFL it's really really tricky to to gamble because it's a nonprofit so like it's very like circumstantial the legality of gambling um on the NFL and uh but yeah it, i mean I, i'll give it a shot i hope i hope it's good i hope there's like sorry it step it for some reason <laughs> it for some reason the computer just like went to sleep and then when i tried to oh. wake it back up it fucking and accidentally stopped the recording there we go so oh, you're okay. saying you hope that there's a Philly team yeah, I hope that there's a Philly team or like some team that I, I, I could like justify rooting for. Yeah, and I, I, honestly, I'd like to see uh, like uh, NFL stars somehow incorporated. Like, it'd be cool if there were like. I mean, Terrell Owens will probably be too old at the time, but it'd be cool to see like it'd be cool to see like known players. Um, going into the XFL as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a sports fan, so, like, just as long as the sport is interesting or good, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, but I'll definitely give it a shot for sure. Yeah. I'm I, not going to. I don't necessarily give a shit about football, ne- like, really, I guess, but I, I'll check it out. Like, it's a it's a new thing. It's a – if it's if it's supposed to be different, if it's not supposed to be, like I, – I, obviously, they can't just go, like, we want to be just like the NFL. You know, they can't just say that. But yeah. if they if they truly want to be something different, it'd be really interesting to find out what it looks like. Because I yeah, never I absolutely. didn't I never really watched it the first. I don't think I really watched it the first time around. So um, yeah, I uh, I I just I don't I I just it's not that it's not like a it's not a real story. I just don't give a shit. I really don't give yeah. a shit. And right. But now that there's news about it, there you go. You guys happy there? We just spent like <laughs> fucking eighty minutes. I accidentally stopped recording, but that was okay because nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Except for Indian uh, Manny. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got a question from old Jerry Hazynuts. Old Jerry Hazynuts. Uh, which eat. NHL players slash coaches would you would eat a Tide Pod? Tide Pod. What do you think, Pat? Um, well, you don't. You don't want to go first. I'll go first. I think. I think Paul Bissonette, or however you say his last name. Uh huh. I think he'd be the one most likely to uh, eat a Tide Pod. I, I think. Uh, I think uh, personally. I feel like maybe shit. I just had his goddamn name. Fuck. What was it? Matt Cook. Uh, definitely would eat uh, a Tide Pod. He's retarded. Uh, who, <laughs> who else is Goonie Tunes? Uh, uh, fuck. 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 What's his name? Matt Cook for sure. That goddamn ankle slasher piece of shit. Uh, Steve Downey would, sh- would for sure eat a Tide Pod. Um, Jeremy Roenick. Pro- I don't know. He, he. I feel like he's got his like. He was either on. He's probably on some like Alpha Brain shit. <laughs> I feel like the CTE didn't really get to him, but he's he wasn't so yeah. you know. Uh, who else? Uh, Ryan Malone for sure. If he's he, <laughs> Ryan Malone did cocaine. These are all players, by the way. Ex, oh, yeah, some a lot of ex players. Um, he got he got popped. I think a couple times allegedly for cocaine, <laughs> allegedly on his on his body, like on his possess. He had possession of cocaine allegedly, <laughs> and I'm I don't think it's alleged. Um, what yeah. else? Uh, coaches. John Tortorella, I think, would do it just out of spite. 
<laughs> like, I think he'd just be like, it's fucking nothing. You guys are pussies and just do it and just be like, if he died, like he'd be like, see, I told you. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm t- like somehow he would just like try to get that as, a- I, I feel like he, he was a coach for us for the championship and it was a weird line. You know, like the people that are like, I feel like you should hit your kids. Yeah. You know, and then there's like people that are like, like, fight for the right to f- to hit kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> I right. feel like he started out as one of the people that are just like, you know, like, you know, no, kids need a little tough love. You know, he had a lot of young players. He he led us to, you know, a Stanley Cup win. We fucking won it for the first time ever. And then after that, I feel like he's just been kind of just an asshole. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like he would eat yeah. a Tide Pod. Is that a, that's my take on him? <laughs> this Pat's uh, NHL corner. <laughs> Put the biscuit in the basket. All right, another question from <laughs> Jerry Hazynuts. <laughs> Who would you rather have dinner with at an upscale fancy restaurant, Mister T or Rip Taylor? I think Rip Taylor. Mm. Yeah, I think Rip Taylor. I feel like Rip Taylor's hilarious, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Rip. If I okay, if I'm having dinner with the character that they portray, yes, yeah, Rip Taylor. If I'm having dinner with the actual person, Mister T, yeah. But if if I'm having dinner with the character, I think Rip Taylor would be so much more fun. Also, speaking of Rip Taylor, was that just ripped ass? <laughs> Did you hear? <laughs> it sounded like a haunted door. <laughs> That's I'll document that in my fart journal. <laughs> There's a we went we you skipped over this one uh the if you if you could make a documentary oh, this yeah, is from Jerry Hazelnuts also uh if you could make a documentary what would the subject what what subject would you cover mm, interesting I would do suicide forest in Japan <laughs> <laughs> uh no uh, I, I would do I don't know I feel like it would be something hockey see I I was thinking that this is maybe like uh too much of like a personal interest and it might be hard but uh i think doing like uh there's been tons of documentaries about comedians who are known yeah i'd love to do a documentary about different open mic scenes like just just not even following like one specific open mic or comic uh-huh. but just like kind of partially cover several open mic comics and yeah. several different scenes yeah that would be cool just, just because I like i want like, cause like, actually that could be a nightmare. Is, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, totally. But, but that's kind of why I want to, I'd want to do it is because it would, uh, I think like, I don't know, not, not to say like we need to trim fat of, you know, open mics or anything like it that. It would be, it would be but, nice to do an expose of saying like, you think this is real comedy? Don't get it twisted, sister. Go yeah, to a comedy yeah. club. Yeah. Um, but I also think it would be interesting to like, because you don't see that side until you get into it. The side that you always see is like the well-known, famous touring comic, or the fall from grace comic, or whatever the case may oh, be. Oh, in, in the documentary, but, you mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. But you never, but you never see like the beginning. Yeah. You hear, you hear people talk about how great they were at the beginning. And think of how like, awesome it would be if that person ended up getting famous too, and like you kind of right. called it, and you're like, "This, yeah, see, I told you, this guy's amazing." Or right, lady, I, or lady. But I, I just think it would be really, really cool to be to do like, not even like a documentary as a whole, but like a docu series, um, where like you know, like uh, you just like you know, it's eight episodes and you go to eight different 
comedy scenes, like eight different cities. It would be cool to do comedy towns, yeah, like almost like a Real Housewives, but not like yeah. a, but not like not don't I. The thing, honestly, the honestly, my least favorite thing about, uh, like reality TV, I think is everybody's favorite is just like the drama and shit like that. Yeah, no, like, I, I don't I mind just following people's lives, day to day shit. You know, that's pretty right. That's I, all right, I would, I would seriously just want it to be like, like Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, Portland, Los Angeles, and like Austin, Tampa, maybe Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> Minnesota? What about Atlanta? Did you say Atlanta? I said Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about Missouri? No, that's St. Louis. You said Portland? You said Portland, I right? I said Portland, yeah. My, my Nashville, I hear, is good. My criteria I was thinking about is any like if this city has a comedy festival. Like if the city has a comedy festival, then that's one of the cities that's included in this Hoboken. series. <laughs> uh uh baltimore yeah right like I just, I, no I just, I just genuinely i think it would be so so neat to see because like i said you don't you never hear like of the people who are like working a job and doing stand-up comedy it's all, like the people and that's one thing i'm realizing too is like maybe that's what's holding me back in comedy is the fact that i have a job because yeah every like comedian that i like uh their story is like i just gave up everything and was kind of homeless for a while and just did stand-up comedy yeah. and i just don't have the confidence in myself to be homeless for a while well it, it's not it's i don't not think about, i don't think i'm likable enough it's not like you have to be i feel like you it, it, it helps more because you're in a relationship with another person with, with yeah with like right. a, a per like she works right she works full-time yeah so yeah like you have dual income so you kind of have a luxury of of a possible artist lifestyle for a little bit. Like I, I call it an yeah. artist lifestyle, which is like, I feel like, uh, in what I'm used to is, is kind of what I'm adapting to, to comedy right now is I used to have like a way more, I worked like fucking 50, 60 hours a week, 24, seven on call every other week, all that shit. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, and like 306, like it was fucking nuts. Like I never, we really didn't have, we had to like just choose which holidays, we worked and like we would have, you know what I mean? Like there was no, there was no decision. It was which ones you wanted to work. So you weren't able to like, if, if it was new year's, I always picked it uh, to work new year's because I, I didn't really drink that much, but right. like, I, can you imagine if like, if you love to hang out and drink and go to bars and shit like that and you had to work, you had to work on fucking new. It was and like, we're not cops or anything. It, it was just fucking crazy. Right. Yeah. But I, I learned a lot from that job, you know, learned, you know how much I could fucking actually take before I finally was like I, enough, and how much it did affect my comedy career. Because when we came up here, I made the decision to have a lot lower stress job, which of course is going to pay a lot less, and right. it's also going to be, but it's also a lot less demanding. It gives me a lot more time to think creatively, time to edit things, time to you know, you know whether it's writing, whether it's just being free, you know, to have an open schedule. So like something I could switch a lot, you know, a lot of nine to fives, like stuff like that. You don't have the choice to like, Hey, can you cover my shift or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but if you have a job in the service industry, a lot of times you can just be like, well, I just, you know, get somebody to fucking cover it. I can get somebody to cover my shift or I can do this or, and usually yeah. if I explain, Hey, I have a show or I, I got a show in New York, I got a show in Philly or something like that. They'll go like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. Let me see if I can, I'll make some calls. You know what I mean? Like, People like yeah. that. When you have like that kind of job, a lot less. I feel like it does help, but it is a lot less money. 
But what we kind of did was we, I don't know, we learned a lot about like the fact that like how little we actually needed. You know what I mean? We got rid yeah. of a lot of the like a lot of you know cable. I think this is a lot of stuff that you already have though. You yeah. know, you don't have. I don't think you pay for cable, right? You don't have like regular cable, do you? No, I, I just pay for internet. You know, yeah, and then you have, you know, probably you pay for one or two streaming services. Probably have, you know, passwords from other people's on a couple other things. You know, you probably got a pretty small nut. What are you paying for? You know, what do you, what do you, you just have to learn to be. I guess what I, what it came down to was like I just stopped buying like things that I weren't practical in a way. Yeah, you know. I used to buy like a lot of t-shirts online, like a lot of frivolous kind of things um, when I was in Florida and shit like that. Yeah. And we would go out all the time. We'd go to, we had like fucking season tickets. It wasn't frivolous, I guess. We were just enjoying all that shit. But then right. when we came up here, I was like, I want to, like, there's a reason we came up here. So I don't know. You, you grew up here, so it's harder. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like you are already in the area where, you know, I made a big decision to come here from Florida. Yeah. And then when we got here, it was like, holy shit, like, we did it. So what next? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we were here for like a month, I think like a month or so before I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I should start looking up to see what open mics are here and what, you know, all this shit. Like, and yeah. it's fun. It's been, I think we're coming up on three years. And Damn. no, yeah, February. Yeah, February, I think 17th. It was like right after Valentine's Day. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, like it, it's really cool. So I, I feel like you. I mean, it would probably benefit you in a way. Like to, you don't have to like work at like Hardee's or some shit. <laughs> it's not yeah. like you can just get like a more of a part time. I don't know. I was thinking like, oh, maybe I'll fucking drive for Uber. And then I was like, nah. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. You know. Nah. Yeah, I've considered it too, but in this area, it would not be. Yeah, you would have to go to, you would have to drive fucking three or four hours to find a place to be like, because that's the thing is like, if I have to drive around here, I mean, I can go to like the airport, but I mean, really, what am I going to do? You know, fight with a bunch of other Uber drivers or fucking, I don't know. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> if if you could make a documentary about anything, that's what I would make yeah. a documentary about. See, Uber that's drivers. the life. That's the life you're talking about right there. That's your documentary. That's the yeah. documentary you make, Chris. How about yeah. this? You do, right? Get this. <laughs> Start a GoFundMe. This is this is going to be this is the whole theme now of this episode. Is you start a GoFundMe? Okay. Because you want to you're going to quit your job. You're going to start a documentary about you believing in yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, right? And then this yeah. is exactly what you do. Then you just think of Think of bits, but basically instead of them being bits is you doing a show where instead of you're doing a show where like they've arranged for you to work at Hardee's, you just secretly right. document yourself working at Hardee's <laughs> and then get fired from Hardee's and That's then go hilarious. to another thing and then work at another place and secretly document yourself there. You don't have to put the logo up, right? You don't have to say the name, <laughs> but if you get enough good footage of people and you blur enough phases out, you you you, yeah. have a hit, you have a hit on your hands. Oh, that sounds pretty great, honestly. Do it through Patreon, right? Yeah. Do it through Patreon instead of fucking YouTube, like those goddamn scoundrels that don't know how to fucking follow the goddamn rules. <laughs> <laughs> right? You do your own thing, and that's exactly what you do. So you also have the support of people. Hopefully, I would believe I'd, I'd fucking I'm gonna donate right now. I'm gonna donate ten dollars. I'll give you on Friday. 
<laughs> Just wait till payday. I'll Venmo it right over to your fucking ass. Okay. So quit your job and start a, a vagrant lifestyle. I art, Artist lifestyle. You can call it vagrant. You can call it lifestyle. But my wife does a lot more work than me. <laughs> but also, that's helping her in her career. So it's like fucking win, win, win. Right? She's yeah. a hardworking broad. Dominique. Props. Big ups to my wife. Yeah, big ups to Dom. She's a fucking. She's the reason I. She's the reason I can have this shitty lifestyle. That <laughs> the shitty, the shitty like uh, the artist lifestyle of me going like self doubt for half the day, then try to do something creative for another half the day, edit, do another thing, write some jokes. You know, it's one of those things that I realized. Um, actually, a good friend of mine, Elliot, <laughs> he had for a long time. He would kind of couch surf. It was kind of he was our own Pete Holmes back in Florida. Only right. he was a musician, but it would leave him all day because he didn't work a lot. And he kind of, he would work part-time, you know, he'd work at Subway, he'd work at this kind of to help with bills or food or not bills, you know, probably, yeah. I think a lot of times, but it allowed him all day to play music and get so, he was so good that every time, you know, it was, it was a lot of, and he truly enjoyed it. You know what I mean? There's something about getting out of your own way kind of thing. Like because if you think about it, what you're, yeah, what you're, right. what you actually sit down and you look at your monthly bills and shit like that, and you actually figure out what your wants and compared to your what your needs are, you're you're like holy shit, that's like, that's totally doable on a like a bullshit salary. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if if you're really if you're really thinking about it, like somebody like Indy, I feel like not I'm not trying to judge or, or stereotype, but somebody like Indy is like, I want what's best for my family. He doesn't, right. I don't think he has the luxury. I don't know what he, I don't know if he dreams. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm scared about. Most, most parents do they have the luxury to dream. His dream is just to make more money. Baby. More goddamn indies. That's what he's going to make more and more yeah. of him. Jesus that's, Christ. that's his fucking dream. A little army of goddamn <laughs> monsters, xenophobes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hate. All right. Um, so yeah. So we we have- <laughs> what were you we talking about? Uh, uh Follow your dreams, everybody. Right. If you have the luxury, <laughs> still follow your dreams. But if you have kids, don't be a dickhead. All right. Our last question here. What? what? topic comes from Jonathan Miles. Jonathan. Jonathan Miles. Past and, and possible uh, future guest. Executive producer of uh, The Dope Show, in case you didn't know. Oh, so fucking yeah. <laughs> watch out, Andy. Oh, man. We, we saw Andy's invention of Facebook groups and yeah. Andy's executive producer, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Stepped us, bitch. <laughs> Come at us, brah. <laughs> what now, dude? Uh, Jonathan Miles wants to know our thoughts on Valentine's Day. Um, I don't know. I, I <sighs> This sounds like the, the, the usual current male comic. I feel like maybe, you know, this kind of like. What? It's a corporate. Yeah. Scam. Yeah, but yeah, it is. You know, Which it really is. Isn't. No, it's not true. That's what do you not mean? true. Valentine's Day became a, a holiday about love in the 14th century. So, unless Hallmark was around in the 14th century, I don't think they created Valentine's Day. Yeah, but it was Hall, H A U L E. And they put a little oh, squiggly. Yeah. Hallmark. Hallmark. Uh, no, uh, but just like it makes sense that it's a romantic holiday because it's about uh, St. Valentine who was martyred uh, because he was murdered uh, for. Oh, you're getting me hot. Uh, for uh, marrying people. 
at a a time where the emperor had banned marriage. Now I hear the emperor has no uh, no clothes on. No, he has new clothes on. Oh, but it's not. But it's actually no. Spoiler alert: it's none. He's naked. (laughs) Did I just say naked? (laughs) Naked. (laughs) Oh, baby! You know what? Do you want to know why I'm late? By the way, I was I I was late recording because I cooked myself up naked. I cooked up me some some of that past special potato. I tell you what, I it ticky. Cut the potato up. I took a put parmesan cheese and a couple of herbs and spices on there. And it got stuck to the tinfoil. <laughs> so I had to fucking fight with it forever. So it wasn't cooking right. It wasn't like the heat wasn't going on there right. And there's too much yeah. oil on that jambalaya. And I'm like, what the fool, baby? And I didn't, didn't burn the potato. But I made them just about damn near perfect. <laughs> so if you want some of Pat's special recipe potatoes, you come at me, bro. Oh hell yeah! Um, no, but uh, I I I agree that Valentine's Day is kind of dumb, but it's because uh, it's not because of like oh it's a corporate holiday. Uh, I think it's dumb because uh, I love this is not me trying to be like uh, sweet or kind, um, but like I love Kara the same amount every single day. Right, 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 right. It doesn't. That's matter what I'm saying. Yeah, it doesn't matter that it's Valentine's Day. And that's also like why I'm against marriage. Like oh getting getting married is not going to make me love her more. Uh-huh. So it's like fucking stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Uh, <laughs> you mean to tell me a broad's going to come okay. up in here and take I, my last name? Okay, tell okay. I'm going to tell you something right now. It, yeah. it, and I'm not I'm not the guy who is married that's defending marriage. I, I really honestly I don't give a shit what people's thoughts are on it. Right. But my personal because I I do believe that what you're saying. Is that like you don't need to do that? You don't need to do whatever. But to right. me, it's like there's something about declaring something. There's something about there, there. Like maybe, maybe it is like some kind of weird lizard brain thing in your head. There's something about going in front of other people and making like, like it's like you saying like the like when you're a comic. Every time we go up there, we make a declaration. This is how I think. This is what I think is funny. This is how I think these things are made funny. And so when you're in love, you kind of you feel so passionately about it. You go up and you say to just all of your friends and family, all your close. It's supposed to be your closest friends and family. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you go up there and you just you declare your love. Yeah, but you, I'll fucking you, do that shit now, pussy. That's I, what I'm saying. It's it's just it's all it is is just the ceremony. That's what it is. I I agree with like the laws and the things and all that, but it, for the most part, the the actual wedding, like our thing. You know, not to you know, not to toot our own horn, but fucking here it comes. Boop boop. Um, we uh, we had the best wedding of all time. Nobody can beat our wedding. Not to sound Trumpish, but uh, people say it was the best wedding they've ever been to. Yeah. So it's the your best. Hands are huge. And I have got huge hands. We got an incredible wedding. Everybody says <laughs> it's the best wedding they've ever seen. And you're six foot three, two thirty nine. I'm gonna show you. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, uh, that's weird that we have that in common. Uh, <laughs> me and the president are both six three, two thirty. But there's there's something about like it was it was so much fun to say like, and and it was like it, it was like it's it's just pure joy. Like the wedding of it, I totally get the like stressing about it is the part that I think is ridiculous. Like the bridezillas and the it has to be perfect. And like we had we had shit fuck up. We had but we had good food. We had. Uh, we had a lot, all of our friends and family there. Like, 
Um, you know, you had better, we you had it, better pizza. You had better ingredients. <laughs> we had better, and we're planning. We're we're thinking about actually doing for our ten year anniversary, trying to like not recreate it, but throw another because there's something about I think just throwing a big party. You it's your first big accomplishment as a couple. Like you can move, you can, you can, you know, get a pet, you can do stuff like that. But I feel like planning a wedding was such a weird and new thing. You had to plan for every single part of it. And if you can do that as, as a, as a couple with as little fighting as possible, I feel like that's just only, it's like counseling. It it fucking, it was like working towards like that point where you're like, like Andy, I think is going through it with this lady right now. They're, they're. They're planning a wedding. I think I don't know if they're getting married this August or next August. I think it's in August sometimes. Um, but they're they're you know what I mean. Like it's one of those things that you think about a venue, you think about this. Do you want music? Can you do music? Like all this different shit. Like we knew we didn't want it to be religious, but like it was something about planning that huge thing and 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 uh, like coordinating everybody you know in one room. Yeah, there, there's something about that. It's like an accomplishment, and then at the party, everybody's there. Like you guys did a great job, and everybody just it, it's it's just a big love fest. It's great. It's one of those things that. But see, if you it, it's also keeping the drama out. So if you have a lot of drama in your family, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's about not inviting those people or making sure you know those people keep an eye on these people. But I, I feel like there's something about it. But like you said, I feel that way every day. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's no for so for Valentine's Day, I feel like I come down on both sides of it. This now I definitely yeah. sound like Trump. <laughs> both sides. On both sides. <laughs> but there's, there's that, um, you know, there's something about going out on the day of love, even if it is, even if it was corporate. You know what I mean? Like even if it was just a, a made up holiday, like Flag Day. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it would be. It's still like, well, we've all agreed that this is that day. You know, where yeah. we all just love each other. We all express our love on this more. day. Right. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of like when people have their, uh, I feel bad for people that have their, you know, birthday or something like that on Christmas. It's like, I feel like it takes something away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You definitely get less presents. Some of the magic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Did I just bring the room down? Both rooms down? <laughs> no, not at all. All right, so that's it for the rapid fire. Yeah. Now let's get into just let's do just straight fucking Buddha Boy's choice today, Pat. Buddha Boy's Choice for sure. What do you want to talk about, my dude, for the state of the boy? I found out the answer to free speech. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, I was watching, um, it was uh, an episode, hold on. Uh, it was an episode of, uh, God damn it, Hate Thy Neighbor on um, okay. on Viceland, free ad. It's a, it's a comedian, uh, Jamiley, fuck, I can't remember his last name, but he's uh, he basically goes around... <laughs> <laughs> bless you <laughs> it goes around and like visits basically different kind of like hate groups and and uh extremists of of different you know kinds you know both mainly a lot of clansmen a lot of you know uh yeah. you know you know all that kind of shit um famous haters <laughs> famous haters right and um 
and just kind of, I don't know, and just talks to them. Just kind of like right. like gives them, it, it never feels like, the best thing about it is like, not that I, I feel like any racist or any kind of bigot or anything like that should be like protected in any way. And this is what got me into the free speech thing is, is the fact that there's, um, there's, I don't think that they should, they should be like, may, they, they shouldn't go out of their way to make them look better or less bad than they are. Right. They just literally just give them a plan. They say, okay, so if this happens, what would you do? You know, oh, how do you feel about these people? They just say, it's not like they're not backing them into a corner. They're, you know, they're, they're willing to talk about it. You know what I mean? They're not hiding their face. It's all, so it's the perfect show because he does get a, he does get the last word because at the end of it, he kind of summarizes in a comic. He's, He's doing like a stand up set. He's doing basically where he's kind of doing a commentary of of the episode. They're not playing it. You know what I'm saying? Like he's doing it in front of a live audience, but then they're cutting to the, the clips that they have. Right. Um, it's a really – have you seen the show? Am I over-explaining no. it? <laughs> no, I haven't, but I really need to watch it. Is it on <sighs> YouTube or – Um. The Actually, the first episode of this – the season that I'm going to be – the episode that I'm talking about is on their YouTube right now for free. It's like 43 okay. minutes long. Great episode. <laughs> Um, he talks to these people that are um, not Westboro Baptist people, but they are uh, that type. They're saying, you know, faggots, go home, blah, blah, blah. There's some yeah. and somebody um, based out of New Orleans. You know what I mean? They have oh, the signs. So, so it's more like, oh, fuck you, you Oh, fuck you, faggot. Get out of here. Get out of my gumbo. You don't come in my backyard now. Get on, skip. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Go on, faggots. Get on, skip. But they're they're... <laughs> Horrible people. Your grandma ain't gonna give you no gumbo. You get no grandma jambalaya. You get or grandpa get jambalaya. God damn it, get on out of here. You gonna get that dick out of your mouth and get your ass <laughs> take out of your dildo and get out of here. But there, there's a, it's it, it, there. You know, people that are just irrationally and and they keep saying like, oh, you don't have, you know, I don't have. These people are trying to limit my free speech and all this shit. And I'm like, okay, yeah. All right, all right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, they're trying to limit your speech for sure. But let's find out: is this is this free speech? Because we know it's hateful sounding. We know calling saying that all faggots are gonna go to hell and you're yeah, you're an abomination. Faggots. And all and faggots must die. You you deserve like to die. I can't wait to see you die. And, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like I hope you you're gonna get AIDS and syphilis and and like they're they're. Aw, like awful people <laughs> just saying yeah, and and this is this is my old term that I came up with from before from the protest they're provokers they're terrible people they're people that just want to say the worst terrible things to yeah. people to their face and get away right. with it under under the guise of free speech now this is why I say the guise of free speech is because I want to make this very clear I am absolutely a supporter of free speech I do not believe people's speech should be limited and I think it's this. This goes into exactly what you say a lot of times. You can say whatever you want, but you know the circumstance. You know the repercussions are are going to be of whatever that person decides morally. Yeah. In your in your case, because that's the thing is if you want to call, you know, you know, saying f words or c words or d words or n words or whatever they are, and say like, well, that's free speech. Welcome. He can say he literally said that. The guy in in the episode, spoiler, spoiler alert, at one point said, uh, uh, why can't I say, like, you know, they can say nigger, why can't I? And it's like, yeah. 
you because what do you why do you want to? And this yeah. is and this is how I got to that point. When they're showing the footage of them walking through the streets of like Bourbon Street in this gay festival, this gay pride parade or whatever the fuck it was, is like gay day. It was specifically that theme. They're marching yeah. through the streets. <laughs> and they're just like saying and saying with a bullhorn, this humongous like megaphone fucking just screaming at these people. Provoking, yeah. provoking. Being hateful in you know like where you know you're not accepted. Okay, I understand. You you call it preaching, but whatever it is, you know, who who's to decide? Freedom of religion, freedom free speech, whatever you want to call it. But right. everybody there was screaming at you to stop. Yeah. Now here's my new rule on free speech. If more people in your group in that where you're saying that stuff out loud tell you to stop, you have to stop. Yeah, I think that's a great We go uh, on a majority rule vote. We literally if we're not going to do it for presidency, we need to do it on these topics because right. it, there's no way that we're going to get defined lines here until we start actively as a people voting on the shit personally so if we can all agree if there's because there was only like seven or eight people in the group and by the way one of the guys was this little skinny scrawny indian guy and it was a he was the most adorable hateful person in the world (laughs) you have to watch the episode you'll you'll see when you watch it he goes on he's much better at riffing about it very funny um but i feel like there was like seven or eight of them and there there was like eight or there was nine I feel like at one point there's almost the same. They just showed eight different people screaming in their face or just saying to their face, you need to stop. This is terrible. Please stop. No more. Please stop. Please leave here. Please that. I think if you get to that many people, they outnumber you in that area. You have been outvoted. You know what I mean? You got to go. And that's how it goes. You can have your free. You know, it's one of those things. But also... Here's here's the incentive. You don't have to pull a permit ahead of time, but you do have to follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, you can scream faggot at somebody, but if two people tell you to not say that anymore, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> you have to not say it. It does not count for performances, and you cannot. <laughs> that's the thing, and and that's and I know what you're saying. <laughs> so you're saying, oh, now these guys, all these guys, <laughs> all these guys are gonna, because that's the thing is nobody's gonna get booked for just going like I'm gonna scream faggot for fucking 45 minutes. You know what I mean? I don't mean? know. I think if Andy Kaufman was still around, he'd give it a shot. <laughs> <Faggot>. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> faggot. <laughs> but like it. Uh, it, it's one of those things that, like, I feel like that's a pretty fair rule, and this is this is what I'm talking about. This leads into this. You're, this is the part that you're gonna love, and this is gonna help us vote. We should take the same idea and vote for every, um, every every different thing, like uh, uh, essentially. Uh, uh, fuck, how is it? Um, if if like uh, uh, t- this is how to keep globalization out. Essentially, we vote on everything. Like we vote. Majority rule. Do we keep euros? Do uh, Does everybody in the world <laughs> want to keep Greek culture, Greek food alive in America? <laughs> and we ba- we voted on food. And then that's what we say. We just we, we keep this. You know, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, they're going to vote for it in Greece. They love it in Greece. That's where they invented it. Yeah, but I don't know if they care about it in the United – about the but that's, U.S. having it. But that's how we keep cultures intact. <laughs> Prevent appropriation. Right? <laughs> Is that is that good or bad? Is that a bad idea? Is that a Hitler idea? Did I accidentally stumble into a well-meaning Hitler idea? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm not saying force people to do that. I'm just saying like this is a thing. Like maybe we could vote on every single topic. If it yeah. comes up, if it's that much of a hubbub, you know, if if more than half of the people are talking about it in the world, we got to vote on it. And you vote on it, and you figure out can we, you know, can these? I think I we, think the world is too large of a scale. You, not the world. I'm just saying the U.S. Well, you okay? You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. Yeah, it, 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 at least to start out, you know, try it out just to just to see, and then also then we can also pick that you know that stuff like if, uh, like shit like um, uh, pr- you know, private property issues, you know, like like uh, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna do drugs yourself, like can people should people be allowed to make the decision to do drugs themselves? That was a thing we were talking about, um, a little bit. That was a a, a thread that I missed on the Buddha Babies group page. <laughs> Yeah, um, that you were. I think you were involved in a little bit about the prescription meds, right? Right. Yeah. Um, it was it was one of those things of it, the the conversation kind of turned. I feel like Zach brought it that way of saying like, you don't have to take the prescription, but like, but also the doctors weren't letting the people know that it was you know highly addictive and like a, well, it, we're I, talking I, about the opioid ad- epidemic in America. Like I said, too, I, I think it truly is just a situation where the reason why so many people are addicted to opioids and amphetamines is because I stand by what I said in the post. I think uh, it gives people some semblance of control initially. Like a majority of the people who take crystal meth or other amphetamines, yeah. they, do, they become addicted because they take it for the first time and get a shitload of stuff done. <laughs> and then they go Ser- seriously yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really it like that like they it's, clean their it's always well meaning floor to ceiling right and then they go oh my god i was more productive than i've ever been in my entire and life and then you start missing that feeling i need to do this more right right i need to do this more and, and with him with opioids i think it's even crazier because a lot of times and the reason why a majority of the people who are addicted to opioids and who are dying of heroin overdoses are like middle class middle-aged men Right, and it's because they're primarily the, the hardworking, quote unquote, labor class. They're the people who are doing these physically demanding jobs that are causing harm to their body. And in order for them to get back to work, they are prescribed painkillers. But eventually, your body gets used to the painkillers, so you have to continue upping the dose and upping the dose and upping the dose. And unfortunately, if they're not an, a middle class or an upper middle class poor person, and they're just like a dude who makes eight bucks an hour working construction working the artist lifestyle (laughs) yeah (laughs) no like not even working the artist lifestyle but like a lot like because a lot of the people are like manual labor dudes and that's why they then get hooked on heroin is because their insurance no longer will cover the painkillers or their doctor won't prescribe them anymore and now they're like well but my back still hurts so i guess i'm just going to start doing heroin Right, and in some and, and in some cases, you have uh, the very rare occasion of somebody who becomes a productive member of society while being on hair, uh, addicted to heroin, which is very very rare. And then you have the other people who take enough to kill themselves because yeah. of they just keep building and building and building that resistance. <clears throat> right, um, and it is like a, it is like genuine like. There's a reason why rich people don't die of those sorts of drug overdoses. When wealth when wealthy people die of drugs, it's because of they. Uh, it's it's an accidental overdose. It, yeah, right? it's typically pills, and it's an accidental overdose. And it's not like um, a, it's not like an overdose because 
Like, well, I mean, what well, actually then wasn't isn't that the great equalizer? Isn't that the same thing in both cases? Well, no, because a lot of uh, again, a lot of the reasons why like the middle class or poor people get hooked on it is is honestly work related. It, it in some way, yeah, um, and that's why it's such an epi- epidemic in like areas where I live now, um, like the the town I grew up in has a terrible, terrible heroin problem, and it's twofold. Heroin started coming into the area because of the manual labor. And then young people started doing it because it was there and it is the cheapest drug to do. Um, so like it, people start doing it younger and younger, but it is primarily a working class, uh, addiction. Whereas like a lot of your working class people can't afford prescription pills to overdose on. They can't, uh, they can't afford to overdose on Xanax, right? Right. Or you know whatever, you know. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's. I, I think a lot of times it's just like the miscalculation. It's people that aren't in that kind of drug culture because I feel like they're. That's like I was saying. Like that's kind of one of those weird like things that I guess maybe then I guess is it libertarians that think that or is it independents or who who what's Ron Paul like who's the people that are like. Ron Paul is a closeted Republican, but but I'm saying like the people that are like, well, make Under heroin legal guys. and stuff like that. Like, I, I I do agree with like I do kind of agree with like personal responsibility, and I and I do understand I I do understand your feelings on the medical industry and how they they well, a lot of times use predatory practices and 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 do all that stuff. But I like a lot of people hate that guy, the Peter Shirelli guy. Uh, and uh, uh, you mean Martin Martin Shirelli. Screlly, Screlly, or whatever, yeah. Skrillex. Um, Screlly. They uh, and and they hate him because he's the guy who marked the fucking AIDS pill up or whatever million dollars things. I don't whatever it is. Yeah, made it terrible for everybody. Uh, I I feel like that's one of those things of like yeah, but like that's that's the medical industry. I yeah, I worked absolutely. I worked in the medical industry and there was they they not they didn't brag about it. they explained like their mark like their markup. I won't say obviously what the company was, but there's. There's things that like they all they literally they're, they're just like middlemen. That's what yeah. the, that's what a lot well, of these places are, and everybody's taking advantage of it in Florida for fucking sure. It's a it's an re- industry. It's like a prison. The reason, it's like the prison industry. Right, but the the only reason people are people hate Martin Shkreli is because he's a face. Right. It's easy. Right. It's right. Easy, well, that's what I'm saying. To, yeah. It's easy to hate a person. It's hard to hate a corporation. Well, yeah, that well, you, you can hate a person because you can look at their fucking weasel face. Right. Well, that's what I'm and, saying. And is, know that they're fucking people over. Is he's, Whereas a, a corporation, even though in the United States we treat corporations as though they were people, uh, they're much harder to hate because there's not a face attached to it. Right. And that's what I'm saying is he he has that he he's that person. It, it, it's not like. It's kind of like, yeah, you hate that guy and you can villainize that guy, but like, this is the thing that's happening. He's just a representative of the field, and everybody f- has the exact same feelings and looks just like him and and makes just the same amount of money and has the same thing. And that's the thing is, it's a it is a business. Right. This is this is one thing that we've that it's turned into, and I feel like it's it's definitely it's it's yes, it's predatory, but it's also like it's opportunistic. It, like if you're, you know what I mean. It's a result of capitalism. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's one of those things you can it's you can do. And unfortunately, if if you have the invention, if you have the formula, you dictate the price of whatever your thing. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. It's not. It's one of those moral things that like 
you almost want it. You want to feel like karmically, like yeah, they'll get theirs, but you're like, yeah, they don't. They never get. Yeah, no, <laughs> they just. And that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, you know, just don't get don't get AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you could take anything away from the state of the boys here, it's don't get AIDS, babies. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually that'll be our new uh the, <laughs> our our new sign off. Don't forget, be blessed and don't get AIDS, baby. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's I think you're right though. The face of the of I think all of this. That's it's this is kind of represented like he kind of took for sure like I I don't know it was people just hating the fact that the, that somebody like that can exist and not be he was unshameable. You know what I mean? Right. Like there was no well, shaming like that I, guy. He fucking just like smirked said, like I, a douchebag. He was the perfect heel. Well, and why and like do so I many people too, hate I, him? I, well, I think it's because he he's a face instead of a group of people. He made the decision individually to skyrocket the price, right? As opposed to <clears throat> as opposed to Pfizer, right, right, or or whatever. Yeah, he, it was his whatever. name. It wasn't like a rubber. It wasn't the company stamp. It wasn't somebody just like a CEO or COO just like kind of signing off on it. It was him dictating the price, right? Well, you know, I, I, I think that's. I don't know. Like, like I said, that kind of that kind of does contra- It doesn't contradict, but it 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 does in a way. Like my, my my personal feelings of like saying like, you know, yeah, why just have drugs be legal? Do whatever, but it's the abuse of drugs. But like in in the argument in the thread, not the argument. Sorry, the thread <laughs> with you yeah. when it's you, it's 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 lighthearted and it's a thread. <laughs> when it's me, it's an argument. But uh, well, no. The different the difference is is I don't attack people. I do. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why it's I attack them with my ideas. That's why it's a thread <laughs> and not a not an argument. Well, either way, when you were pussyfooting around, <laughs> I no, I feel like it it was definitely you didn't pussyfoot. It was it was a situation where you have uh people that believe that personal responsibility is is key. And other people yeah. that feel like, I, I and I and that's why, I think it was uh, it was Zach that said you know Darwin Darwinism at, at work kind of thing, and that and you you took I feel like you took per, like uh, that's when you kind of stepped in, it was like that's that's where it was. But I I feel like there's definitely that that's that was the point where it was like, no, it's not that it's it's and and, and I but I feel like there's there's elements of both, like if if right. if like you know. Again, I'm I'm not trying to I I just love the fact that this was said. And with I don't know if he actually came up with it or whatever, but I think it was Ron Paul that was like uh uh if heroin was legal would you do it or something like that like if they made heroin legal. I can't remember what it was. I'm I feel like I heard that third hand from somebody, maybe it was somebody just saying Well, I and I think something people need to recognize is how dramatically different heroin would be if it was legal. Right. Uh heroin if if provided by a company, uh, would I think they just mean like decriminalize? I don't think they mean like right. it was like like through a company. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, if you decriminalize it, that's a totally different thing. But if it goes the route of like marijuana, where it is like uh, state and federally, well, at least state um, like ran, yeah, um, it would be so much better because. A majority of people who die of heroin overdoses do not die as a result of the heroin overdose, of the heroin itself. They die as a result of everything else that's in the heroin. Right, 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 right. Um, 
there was a study done in the UK where they took, uh, I want to say a hundred, it was either a hundred or, I think it was a hundred. They took, uh, 100 heroin addicts and gave them medical grade heroin. Right, right. And they gave them, (laughs) no, they gave them like actual injectable heroin. Right, right. So that, so that it was still like all the right sensations are being hit. Um, so they give them they give them medical grade heroin, which uh, if if you had like a medical grade heroin, first of all, it would just the only side effects of heroin on its own um, is uh, constipation and uh, nausea. <laughs> hey, speaking of, uh, I got the reverse going on. I'll I'll be right back. <laughs> Hold on one sec. I'll be right back in like a minute or two. Okay. All right. See. You. you should just take it with. Welcome back, Mr. Poupair. Oh boy, that was that was an emergency. <clears throat> All right, so you're saying uh, synthetic heroin, right? So <laughs> uh, there was a study done in the UK where um, they gave heroin addicts uh, medical grade um, heroin and uh, an Operation Cruel Trick. <laughs> well, so what happened is um, the people that they gave heroin to actually ended up. And I believe I, I can I can find this uh, research uh, if necessary. But the way I at least recall it is um, they were homeless as well, and uh, and within a year, uh, not only had they um, you know become more functioning people, but they actually all got jobs. Um, like I think. 95 of them or 90 of them uh, kept their jobs after um, being taken off of the medical grade heroin. Yeah. And like 70 of them were Uh, clean. I hear ayahuasca has pretty good uh, results. Also mushrooms. Yeah. We get it, Pat. (laughs) What do you mean you get it? I'm just saying there's other remedies. You can old get off Pat, of you. Old Pat Holmes over here. I'm telling you, if you just if you just do some mushrooms, it's going to be great. <laughs> You're going to love it. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're so, going to love it. That's my men's warehouse. You're going to love it. I guarantee you. You're going to love the way you shroom. <laughs> Your voice um, crackled no, at that so, exact time. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the thing I wanted to talk about, and we can make this kind of quick here because we're we're getting close to time. Um, I wanted to talk about the actual president's State of the Union address. Oh, okay, yeah, good because I didn't watch it. Okay, cool. Um, so what happened is, uh, as would be expected um, with Donald Trump, a lot of embellishing, and as could be respected from the Democratic Party, a lot of pettiness. Um, uh, so Both sides. Uh, <laughs> um, so this was maybe the most applause I've ever heard in a State of the Union. Um, speaking only partially hyperbolously, uh, it was like 80 minutes long, uh-huh. and there was roughly like 40 minutes of talking. He w- he was, I think I read somewhere he averaged an applause break like once every two and three quarter minutes or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, 
but people were complaining about uh, Republicans being unprofessional. Some left before the speech ended. Others were caught playing on their phones. Um, none of them really talked uh, or cl- or none of them really clapped um, for anything he had to say. Yeah, but didn't I remember? Wasn't it like uh, Obama's first State of the Union? Like somebody like screamed out lies. You're a liar or something like that. Listen, this is one thing. If you <laughs> if you haven't realized this about American politics so far, is whatever whatever political party is currently in power forgets the way they behaved when they weren't. <laughs> every single goddamn time. <laughs> and ev- and every and every political party that doesn't have the power forgets what happened when they did have power. Right. They forget. Um, They're like, why would you call Trump a liar? We would never say anything like that. Yeah. And they're like, you called Obama a Satan. <laughs> yeah. T- today, I had a com- today I had a conversation with somebody where I referred to it as goldfish brain, where every four years you just forget what happened the last four and that's, years. And that's fucking America. It's, co- it's, yeah. it's almost coming down to like weekly now. It's like they have yeah. golden, like they just forget. Like I said, I, I honestly, I don't know what the next fucking hot topic is going to be, but it's going to be fucking crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like if if this goddamn president ever becomes ever gets actually impeached, I don't know what the fuck the world's going to do. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't I have no idea. And that's what I'm saying is like <clears throat> that's the part where what? Yeah. <laughs> Tom said my farts, my poop stinks. She came <laughs> she came up the stairs to tell me my poop stinks. Well, that's like earlier I took a poop and Kara uh yelled from the living room. She said uh, hey, when you're on your way out, can you see if the cat pooped in the hallway again? Because I smell poop. And I was like, nope, that's just me, <laughs> That's 100% me, baby. <laughs> Your knight in pooping armor. <laughs> um, no, so... But uh, yeah, there, his- yeah there, there's, they, they definitely have goldfish brain, but everybody has that goldfish mentality now where it's like, if it's not... Like everybody's talking about, you know, how what it's really cool, too, because it's it's kind of stayed out of my whatever any kind of feeds that I've had. I feel like I haven't seen yeah. anybody really giving their take on the State of the Union or, yeah, or really, video. Re- I, really, I, I'm the same way. No one's really been talking. And, about it. And that I'm was the part surprised. that was another part of um, my free speech thing that I was thinking of was it kind of pertains to this is I, is I'm glad you brought it up because it's it's kind of the same. It's my other argument is you can have the vote technique or literally don't react to them whatsoever. All they want is a reaction. It's the same thing as Donald Trump. Do not react to him whatsoever. Work as hard as you can against him, you know, legally uh, signing petitions, protesting if you want to. Yeah, for sure. But if he says something, don't just act like you don't hear it. That what's, what's the thing that that a child reacts to the most. That's trying to get the most like that's screaming and fucking, if you just ignore the tantrum, a lot of times yeah. they fucking they realize what an asshole they're being. You know what I'm saying? Just let <laughs> yeah. them just hold a mirror up to it. Just don't do anything. And right. I feel like this is the same way of people screaming terrible shit down the street. Same thing with the president. If yeah, if you don't clap, you don't have to clap. That's the thing, is you your inaction was a positive effect. What do you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's um, what truly gets to them. They're getting criticized yeah. for not for being silent, not screaming out, not saying you suck, but just ignoring them. Yeah, right. And and like that's what's crazy to me is like I think for somebody you're not a fan of, that is the most 
professional reaction. Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent nonviolent protest. It's to just listen, right? Um, so there are some things where before <clears throat> I before I start talking about the bad things about Trump, there are some good things that I do want to discuss. Both sides uh, that, he, that he's done recently. Yeah. Um, the uh, his approach to um, solar panel uh, production. Um, which people thought was going to just kill the solar industry in the United States is actually um, it's bringing solar panel production to the United States. So um, uh-huh. there's an aspect of my brain that says that's awesome. Bringing more jobs to the United States, having the production here. Very cool. Um, what I would like to see moving forward is uh, some sort of government incentive for investing in solar panels, especially U S produced solar uh, panels. Yeah like a tax credit or something. I mean, they give tax credits for other bullshit. It would be cool if they gave something for efficiency sake and for production sake, but because of how Trump pushes coal, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, but I will say that's an awesome step. It's very good. Cool. Um, so in his state of the union, he, uh, I don't want to say lied, but there were a lot of mistruths. Right. Shocked. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, so one of them was uh, since the election, we've created. He's this is a quote. Since the election, we have created 2.4 million new jobs, including 200,000 new jobs in manufacturing alone. So that's kind of again, it's like a partial truth. Right. Um, the 2.4 million jobs includes uh, November from the time he was elected until this month. So there's a portion of Obama's presidency in there that he's taking credit for. Um, how, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Are you making ice cream? <laughs> how, I don't understand how it could sound that crazy. It's, it's Are like, you crushing cans? Yeah, I'm crushing cans right now. Holy guacamole. Sorry. Um, Got it. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but tru- uh, the truth of the matter is, since the day Trump took office, 1.8 million jobs have been created. So still pretty good. Yeah, that's not, yeah. As long as it's um, not going it's, down, right? But it, but we don't know yeah. for sure if that's, is well, that his so, official number or? No, one, 1. 1.8 million is the official number. Okay. But, that's but not while, bad. That's, while that's still good, it is the slowest gain in jobs since 2010. Right. Um, which that should just go to show you that prior to Trump, I mean, from 2010 to 2017, it was faster. It had, it had larger job growth every single year. This is the first time since 2010 that we've had a number at this, uh, at this low. However, I will concede that he did actually, uh, manufacturing jobs are up 184,000, uh, jobs, in uh since he took over as president which is a substantial gain truthfully okay so what's Um, the bad stuff so uh let's see here don't make it boring no (laughs) i'll try not make it sexy uh so here's another one and this was another big thing that some uh the uh african-american caucus (laughs) uh, in congress uh is catching flack because trump brought up uh this quote 
Uh, is it a really big old caucus? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, so Trump said African-American unem- African unemployment stands at its lowest rate ever recorded. And Hispanic-American unemployment has also reached the lowest levels in history. So when he said that, black, uh, the Black Caucus did not clap, they did not stand, because uh, what they've come out and said is that they don't feel he's responsible for it. Right. Um, so this is an interesting thing, because uh, during his campaign in 2016... Trump uh, claimed that 58% of African-American youths were unemployed when the real number, uh, based upon the Bureau of Labor, was actually uh, only 19.2%. So then, uh, for him to say that this it being this low is the lowest it's ever been in history uh, is also wrong um, because... Uh, it has been steadily declining. So, of course, like it has been steadily declining every year uh, since 2010. Uh-huh. So, so he's essentially just claiming that like trends are still going, and that's why they don't think he's really responsible for it. Right. It's the first. Um, isn't the first year of the presidency anything good happens? The the last guy did. Like it's almost much. like the same thing. We're talking about the goldfish brain. Any any first year for either side is going to be like, well, yeah, I did that. And they'll be like, no, that was right. from leftover from this one, blah, blah, blah. It's, right. So, <laughs> anything good is their fault. Anything bad is their, you know, uh, so, no, no, so, is somebody else's, I don't know, whatever. For example, um, African-American youth unemployment was 7.7% when Trump took office a year ago. And now the statistic is 6.8%. So it hasn't even dropped a full point, but it has right. been going down every single year. Right. Um, well then, I don't know. Did also, well? Did Obama take the, care? You know, did Obama take credit for it when he came? You know, what I'm saying like, it, did, does doesn't every president do that, or is it just is it just Trump? You think? You know, I, what I'm I saying mean, this could definitely be rose-colored glasses, but because it's not, I, I, they they all gloat about rate uh, lowering unemployment, but they weren't I specific. Re- I I don't recall them specifically saying anything about groups, but also. Right. Uh, he flat out lied about the Hispanic. I mean, we know uh, he lies. American we yeah, we know he lies. It's not like bullshit that he lies. We know that. Yeah. But, um. Um. I, I think I think saying like him him going up there and taking credit for all that bullshit is like is it, it's kind of like one of those things like we said like every everybody kind of does it but like not everybody's this specific with it. Right. But so an, another one is um, he said unemployment ha- unemployment claims have hit a forty five year low. Right. Um, which isn't true. It's a six-week low, but not like, forty-five years. I, this is what I'm really confused about. Is like this is why this is why I'm like I don't know if he's if somebody in his cabinet just sucks at speech writing or whatever, or if he you know what I'm saying like th- this is what I'm saying is like every other president has a speechwriter. Somebody else writes their speeches, and they I, just read I honest, them. I honestly think he uh, requ- my my personal theory is that. He requires someone else writes his speeches, right? But then he requires that he sees them. He like punches he, them up. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. because nobody would tr- like honestly, it, a lot of the criticism would be gone truthfully if he just didn't say lowest ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, been. yeah, exactly. It's like, like all, one of those things. All of that stuff. He he because couldn't like, be. He it's like he specifically. That's what I'm saying. Is he he does things that are so specifically easy to find out that are wrong. That it, it's like it's like Googleable, you know, like you can easily yeah. find the facts of these these statements, and you can just be like, no, that's bullshit. I'm look if you just Google this thing, you can look at the statistic. 
or you can you know what I'm saying like or just the study that you're quoting you're misquoting like it's one of, it's like right. what the fuck are you doing and that's so, what I'm saying is 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 I don't I don't get it I don't get with his yeah. with the what the end game is well he has to be the best yeah um another quote was just as I promised the American people from this podium 11 months ago we enacted the biggest tax cuts and reform uh, in American uh, history. Yeah, he just if did you're, that, right? If you're if you're ta- but if you're talking about like dollar value, like dollar sign, mm-hmm. yes, it's the biggest tax cut, like dollar wise. But if you're talking about percentage, his tax cut, according to the uh, Treasury Department, is uh, nearly 0.9 percent of the GDP. Ronald Reagan love that show. Two- Ronald Reagan's was 2.89. So Ronald Reagan blew this tax cut out of the water. Yeah, he did. Slut. <laughs> this is, um, yeah. So, okay. So he's a liar. <laughs> but like, but he's like just a liar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's like, it's like one of those things like, yes, it, the unemployment rate is down, but well, it's, honestly, not, it's not the lowest what, it's ever been, or the tax tr- rate, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, what the uh, fuck? Honestly, what what it kind of reminds me of is, it reminds me of uh, in Himium, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yeah, in uh, Himium, yeah. It, it reminds me of, do you remember the the episode where um, Barney is moving all of his stuff out of his mom's house? Right, that was and they, classic. And, and, and they find, like, the Frank Aaron baseball and... Uh, the letters from like uh, the attorney general and the postmaster general and yeah, yeah, Bob yeah. Barker and all that stuff. Uh-huh. That's what it reminds me of. I really think it sometimes seems like Donald Trump just sits in his, like I, I imagine the way it seems sometimes is that he just sits in the Oval Office in the morning and goes, tell me what I did that's great. <laughs> and just people come in and are like, well, this is this. And, and they this, have to and like, and, and they're just scrambling for things. And he's just like, all right, well, just pick the five best ones and then, yeah. and then write them, put them in a speech and then put like some really cool, like, it's almost like, well, uh, on a, uh, on a recent episode of GDP that'll be coming out probably next week. Um, I think with Kirk, I, I said we should do, we wanted to do Mad Libs, but like with curse words for his, for <laughs> For his jokes, just like how yeah. funny it would be for Kirk just to fuck Kirk Griffiths just to fucking curse like crazy, <laughs> but like give it to either me or Alan Massenberg and we can just fucking punch it up like just by putting like I was walking down the fucking street and this bitch walked up to me, <laughs> she started shaking her pussy in my face, my face, <laughs> you know, like just going crazy and just making Kirk say the craziest things, but like, uh, it, there's like, but he it would be like that kind of thing, but he's doing Mad Libs with like put uh best ever put like the, the biggest ever or like or he just adds that like in gold sharpie you know yeah. like oh uh, okay so unemployment is at it at its lowest rate like you know maybe that's how they worded it and he's like is the lowest it's ever been uh yeah. since in, in any presidency ever and it's like well it's been the lowest in seven years you know what i mean <laughs> or something like that yeah. and and really again None of these things necessarily you're directly involved with. Like you, you've directly responsible in in one year. You know, yeah. Like you would have to say if you're getting the st- the stats from what would be the year before, it it just you didn't make it so drastically worse. Or maybe you did. Maybe they'd be super lower. That would be great too. What would what would their number be if Hillary Clinton was in office? Can we do like right. a hypothetical, like a fantasy fantasy yeah. politician draft? Well, and, and that's one of the things, too, that makes it so complicated is president – one thing all presidents do is they all do take credit for, like, the stock market performance. Yeah. <laughs> when, when ultimately the stock market is not 
very much affected right. by um, the president. Um, I, to an extent, it is, especially with like the tax cuts and stuff. But it's still like, you know, today it dropped a whole percent. Last night he was bragging about how it's been going up and up and up, and today it dropped an entire percent. Yeah, and that and that is honestly just likely, honestly, a result of him saying being on that. the TV last night yeah. talking about how great it was. And everybody's like, "Well, if he's saying that the stock market's great, we want to get out of it." And it's like, "Well, yeah. god damn it, <laughs> no!" Yeah. <laughs> um. So um, I guess what what are your thoughts? Like, to, what's our, what's the true state of the boys and our union right now? I I honestly I think. Um, we're just going to have to ride this one out. I don't think he's going to get impeached. Yeah, I really, the more, the longer it gets, the more I feel like, not that like it's losing steam, but it's just kind of like one of those things of like, like realistically, I, I, I've heard so many scenarios, but I feel like these are the same people that gave those scenarios that were like, uh, you know, statistically Trump would have to do this and this and this and this to win and blah, blah, blah. And that would never, that's never happened and blah, blah, blah. and not like in a situation where he's he can defy all odds. It's like one of those situations where it's so unprecedented no one has ever seen something this crazy before. <laughs> so right. and and what I think a lot of people aren't considering as well is uh like the opposite of Obama, uh Trump inherited honestly a pretty good United States. Right. Like yeah. Obama Obama wasn't the best president ever. Um he will definitely be he will definitely be looked at more favorably for two reasons. One, because he was the first black president, and, and two he was because cool. he was two because he was followed by Trump. Um, right, right, right. But like there were a lot of issues. He deported more people than any other president ever. Um the drone strikes and all that stuff were, he, he were didn't really legalized gay marriage to like what, like like his last term his last his last couple his second term he did it you know he made sure to do the same like it was weird like he did those weird politician moves like where he's like i'm not gonna approve gay marriage until my second term so i know i'm, I'm already reelected. you know like uh the drone strikes you know the uh, da, 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 you know it's but hey he, well, he was a, also a under of- he was president during uh, when uh, osama bin laden got killed right you know um which is another thing that he really probably shouldn't get credit for. Right. It, yeah. Uh, it wasn't he, all he did was say, uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do it. But, but so like, um, the thing, so, uh, but Obama inherited a really, really messed up presidency. We had just had a economic collapse. The war. Um, we were still in a war that he got us mostly out of housing bubble. Yeah, like it was really he he came in at a really bad time and comparatively to what he had inherited turned it around pretty well. And a lot of the things that Trump is taking credit for are things that kind of would be happening with or without him and were kind of set in motion beforehand. With or um, without him. I, <laughs> another thing uh mentioned is uh so Trump had mentioned uh a Chrysler manufacturer um, a major Chrysler plant moving from Mexico back to Michigan um, when like he took credit for that. And actually that was something that Chrysler had mentioned they were doing in 2016. So prior to his election, even they had come out and said that that was, something he was just saying he allowed them through before the wall got put up. <laughs> That's what he was saying. You, you That's just honestly, misheard. <laughs> honestly, for real, I, it, that's the craziest part. I yeah. can't, I don't understand how American people can support the wall being built. And I don't realistically like, you know, like, yeah, I see it. And people, what 
what people really don't get is, uh, like he's come out and said before, what he means when Mexico is going to pay for the wall is that they're going to pay through pay with it through taxes and tariffs. They're not going to cut the U.S. a check for twenty five billion dollars. Right, right. And I he's going to tax them more. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Please but, do. But uh, exporters do not pay taxes. Do not pay the difference for taxes and tariffs. Right. The cost is flipped over to the consumer. So. We essentially will be the ones paying for the wall as U.S. citizens, right. not Mexico. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Is like it's it. This is this is the the part the part that I always get into with any time we we talk about like politics or Trump or anything like that. Is like, yes, we know that he's lying. We know that everything he says yeah. is bullshit, and it is important to point it out. But it's also like, what can we do? <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Is like we if we if we all know that we collectively know that it's not true or that or that this is not like why are we just you know what i'm saying like what what are what are some effective ways what can how can we help the again chris tell them how can we help but not just uh call your senators and blah 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 but like really like really what can people what can people educate themselves on to help them to be more politically responsible uh to be uh, to be and more politically responsible, if you truly do want to be more politically responsible, or politically moral, like be politically truth, because that's the thing is if you truly feel that's what I'm saying is I don't know how many people truly feel I've said it a million times, truly believe with everything that he says. I think for right. everybody they may support him, maybe very, you know, like die hard support him, but not agree with him on everything. I right. feel like if you can be polit, I'm politically moral. I feel like I don't. I don't believe enough in government to do things for me, for me to be involved in government. I, right. I, I feel like in my day to day, it 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 matters so little to me. I'm so low maintenance in that way that I feel like I I'm not going to fight for rights because I don't feel like any of my rights are being intruded on. Right. I I honestly think the biggest way that you can do that, uh, that you can be more politically Moral, uh, sound right. or yeah. or understanding political truth is, uh, nobody's going to do it. But it requires more independent research. Yeah. Um, un- unfortunately, we live uh, in a time where um, the media has become a snake eating its own tail. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes fake news is put out there, possibly intentionally to discredit news sources. Other times, you know, uh, I mean, that's one thing that's crazy is like if you look at or Fox News had a re- it was a really good example in Fox News of. Uh, when Trump, when it was discussed about Trump potentially firing, uh, trying to fire Mueller back in August, uh, Fox News literally—it's not an exaggeration—they were talking about how that was fake news and there's no proof and all this stuff. They cut to commercial, they come back, and they go, "We've recently heard from a source that um, that there may be some truth to Trump wanting to fire Mueller, but like." Why is that a big deal? It's part of his job. If he wants to do it, he can do it. Uh, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow. So, like that that approach to things is like, no, admit you were wrong. Um, right, right, so right. we 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 as people, what we need to do is we need to start one holding looking, people accountable. Well, we need to hold oh. people accountable. We need to one start looking at what people are saying right. and comparing it to what's actually happening. So when the guy on the news or the lady on the news or whoever or the article you're reading tells you something, 
Do a little bit of research. Hashtag to see fact how news. It is. Fact news. That's a Hashtag good one. Hashtag fact news. I really like that. Right. Let's look up. If you if you see a headline and it makes you react in any way whatsoever, if you see a headline and you go like, I think that's bullshit or that sounds crazy, that can't be, read it. When you read it, go like, okay, so where where who did they say said this? And then yeah. you can research that person. It's very it's or, very simple. Just googling names, clicking things, go read if, about them from different websites. You know, if it's if it's numbers, if it's like government numbers, like all of the stuff I was talking about today about Trump lying, um, that's all things you can go and look up right on your own. Just the numbers, not what he said or anything like that. You can actually just go look at those numbers, right? And, yeah, you um, can. You can literally. Like, that's what I'm saying. Is is if if that's what the situation is going to be, and we literally, you know, I know uh, Jimmy Kimmel just recently had a, a joke video on his uh, on on the show. Uh, Trump recently reached two thousand lies, and they like celebrated and did some of the highlight. They did like a highlight reel of some of his best lies, and yeah. and you're like. You know, even if it is something as it maybe that sounds petty or maybe that sounds weird to say like, yeah, we're just going to keep track. But yeah. like, yeah, literally keeping track and just saying like, look, say what you want about be held accountable. Say what you want to say about Obama about how evil he was or how much of a liar he was, but like just do do the same thing. You can do the same thing with him. If you can let's yeah. just compare oh, the lies. Let's just compare the mistruths or the or, or just Compare them speaking in general. Well, uh, you know what I'm Ob- saying? Ob- and I don't. Thing- I don't, don't want this to be like just this weird, because every I, I one thing I personally hate, and I I I don't necessarily consciously keep out of my standup, but I really <laughs> I don't give a. Sh- I just I I hate. If, to me, it's not fun. This isn't fun to me. I don't think it's funny. I never no, thought it was I, funny. I never Paul- thought hate. Uh, you know, hate liking people was no, funny. Pol- pol- politics is not. <clears throat> uh, terribly funny it's but, not especially funny um but it's one of I those situations it, man i keep it for intellectual discussion yeah yeah um, yeah yeah. i i will say one of my criticisms of obama it, where he differed from trump is uh at least trump will lie to your face obama would just would not talk about what he did so like it it took yeah. a lot more like a lot of people don't know how many people were deported under the Obama administration. Right. A lot of people don't know the amount of drone strikes he called for. Right. And you don't like, know how many other people he was ordering dead whether you know whether they were believed to be, you know what I mean? We also you saw Punisher? Did you see Punisher? The uh, the show? No, I haven't yet. Oh god damn it. <laughs> Either way, um, there's there's people that are you know sometimes that are you know uh, at least m- l- people are led to believe that they're a terrorist threat or they're uh, a target or they're the right. you know the proper you know what I'm saying like how many well, innocent people died in drone strikes we all understand that like presidents do terrible things but when they're also terrible to listen to or they say things that so many people react negatively to. It's right. it's and a situation where it's not it's not just a political thing anymore. It's it's literally just saying like, I I, I don't agree with this person representing me and as it, it's crazy an American. <laughs> it's crazy to me how much how much just misinformation people will accept now as well. Um, yeah. Like like a, a spe- specifically in regards to like all of the immigration stuff. Um, a lot of the people who are anti-immigration have no idea how DACA or the lottery system works. Right. Like, at all. Like, I've been seeing tons of people, like, talking, like, 
I've seen people, I've had conversations with people who are like, my dad's a dreamer. And I'm like, no, no, no. Just because your dad's an immigrant doesn't mean he's a dreamer. Right. The dreamer program means that they were a child when they came to the United right. States. And the United States is essentially the only home that they've ever had. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and, that's, a- and that's why they were, uh, that's why the dreamer program was developed is because it was essentially a path to citizenship for children who were brought here illegally by their parents and really had no like say in the matter. Right. And also too, like, you know, when someone's brought to the United States at seven years old, they're a US citizen. If you send them quote unquote back to Mexico, they right. have nothing there. Right. Yeah, and that yeah, they don't have they don't have the support system. You know, they may have family, they may have whatever, but if they don't if they haven't spent time there, if they're not familiar with that surrounding, you're not it's not right. helping anybody. It's where it's where you grew up. It's whatever. Like I, and, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It, to me, there, but there's be- there's lots of moral problems like that. There's lots of things, not just immigrants, but also just right. homeless people. Well, you know, here and yeah, and it's just like the intentional misleading as well too. Like in regards to the the lottery system uh, in the State of the Union last night, Trump made it sound like literally your number gets pulled, like the lottery. And it's just like, congratulations, you're a citizen now. Yeah. That's not at all how it works. And there is already extreme vetting that happens and crazy background checks that go on. Right. Way bef- like a lot, the average, I think, is like a three to six year wait after you quote unquote win the lottery until you get your citizenship. Uh, now, so it's, I, now it, it's I saw, literally not like a numbers pool. I don't know if I'm necessarily against that, though, because I just recently saw Scarface, and if they would have done a three-year background check on him instead of just like a couple months or something, I think he was only in the, you know, you know, they maybe would have figured out what of a violent, crazy person he was. <laughs> you know, a lot of yeah, people sure. died there. Yeah. All right? But, well, I just remember another, that. That was a documentary. Another thing, though, Another thing, those people don't consider Mexico a war-torn country, and for all yeah, intents yeah, and yeah. purposes, it is. It really is right now. Yeah, because um, yeah, because of the war on drugs. Yeah, Mexico has Mexico has the second highest murder rate in the world under Brazil. The oh, nope. Uh, God damn it! Under under Syria. Oh, an actual an actual country in civil war. Yeah. Um, and it's because of the the drug cartel. Um, just fucking killing everybody. Also narcos. So, so I mean, honestly, those people, the people who, honestly, people who are coming to the United States should have refugee status, in my opinion. Well, but but that's that's what I'm saying is like you saw what he thought about refugees too. Like that, it's 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 if anything, he is somewhat consistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, he just oh, for hates sure. people in need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what uh, we we talked about. There was that law he recently passed where he could, you know, people could refuse service to people for religious reasons or. Or whatever, right? Wasn't that the? Yeah, that was something recently, something yeah. along those lines. I'm, I'm, obvi- I'm like this is third or fourth hand information. I heard that and I was like, well, again, yeah. But then just go to the next teller. Do you know what I'm saying? Like most of these places, right. the, the it, issue it, that- if that if that if that person is being that terrible of a person, say, all right, you're a fucking piece of shit, you cocksucker, no, and the, then go to the next the- person. But the issue with that is we are inching closer and closer to a theocracy, yes. which is something yeah, yeah. that we that we do not want. Right. Because people like Jeff Sessions and uh, is that fucking, is that like a what is that uh, is that like a re- religious like a a religious uh, a government ran based upon religion. Right, and that's what and, I'm saying. And, it's like you have tru- that, but you don't truthfully, have. Let me. Sorry, I want to find ahead. that quote. No, go ahead. I just want to find that quote because I think it was the scariest thing he said last night. But there is there is a situation um, 
there's a uh, like there's okay so uh, there's you know you see how many fucking memes people share it for me I, I, for some reason i still have yet to unfollow the band cake on facebook <laughs> but jesus christ they're like the most they they post four or five times at least like it feels like an hour all like saying like oh you know it's like a, a fucking a headline that says like you know turns out you know this per- it's like some really small like little part of news that they make this huge headline about and then it's yeah. just like see so do you think this is still great you think you know explain his casual approach and blah 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 like all this bullshit over and over again i don't know why i don't, I don't follow it. i don't but like there was one of those memes that said like uh there are 500,000 churches i don't know what the actual stats were but there's this many uh churches in america that are go untaxed or whatever tax exempt and then there's 200,000 or whatever homeless people, you know, why is that? <laughs> like, how could they yeah. be home? Like, you, it's one of those things like, okay, so how about we make it a rule? Like, you get this terribly hateful religious thing, but all these religious things are all, all these people, are, they have to stay open. Yeah. They have to stay open and they have to let everybody in that wants to come in at all times of the day. <laughs> like, that's, well, all right, then there you go. You get your hateful thing, we get a, we get a charitable thing. Yeah. So the exact quote was, uh, in America, we know that faith and family, not government and bureaucracy, are the center of the American life. The motto is, in God we trust. Now, um, what is uh, bananas to me about that is... Oh, I, thought he was, tr- I thought you were still quoting him. I was like, wait, what? No. <laughs> what did he say? Some about bananas? Uh, in, in God we demo. trust was not added uh, to money as, uh, quote unquote, an American motto. Um, until the fifties. Okay. So American motto, American motto. Yeah. Uh, so like the, but like, so the reason I say we're, we're continuing to move closer and closer to a theocracy is the Republicans who keep getting voted in the Republicans who are in power are ones who aren't just conservative, but have strong, uh, their conservative, their conservative ism, comes from their strong uh, religious morals. Right. Um, and then you have people like Jeff Sessions, uh, like the vice president, uh, Mike Pence, who are religious beyond belief uh, to some extent. Um, and then you have other members of the religious right or quote-unquote middle um, who were supporting people like Roy Moore in Alabama because it was better to vote a Republican pedophile than a Democrat. Yeah, but this, uh, is, this is what I'm talking about, though, is most most of America doesn't agree with this. Most of America doesn't agree with it, and then I think more and more people are realizing how crazy well, this is sounding, and I think it, more and more people are, are becoming rationalized instead of the, irrationalized. It, I would the hope issue, so. The issue is that while, yes, like a majority number, numbers-wise of America does not agree with it um, due to the districting and being in a representative democracy, a majority of America does believe it, but it's just because in, in America, a majority just doesn't mean the most amount of people, the majority because, of people with power believe it, but not the majority of people in America. There's a, there's no, a distinction. Well, I feel like, but no, but no, what I'm saying though, is like a majority of the American people when speaking about districts, Right? right. So when you're speaking about voter districts, a majority which of which I often are, do. <laughs> no, but I'm saying because we we're in a representative democracy. If we lived in a straight democracy and just popular vote mattered, 
absolutely I would agree with you. But when we're talking about the districts that uh, that politicians represent, uh, currently what it shows is that a majority of America actually aligns with those strong theocratic beliefs. Right. And it and it's not and it's not to say that more actual numbers of people, because what we know is that actually more people numbers wise uh, don't agree with that. But because of the way districts are set up and gerrymandering and all that stuff. Uh, it ends up being that Republicans get voted in and Republicans get power to, because of they represent their population. This is what 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 surprises me is that people like Rand Paul and Ron Paul are touted as these libertarian. Yeah. Uh, zealots. Just because they say some weird shit every once in a while, they just say some like weird, not like regular Republican shit, and people are like, "Whoa, yeah. <laughs> this is a punk yeah. rock Republican!" Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But I, I feel yeah. like uh, this is the longest it's gone before I get eye rolly bored. But <laughs> I can hear you, you we, rolling your eyes when just, I'm talking it about It just happens when you. As soon as yeah. you said gerrymander, I feel like immediately I was just like, "All right, enough. We got. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm tapping. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I did. We're I done. did pretty good there. I didn't. Did, I didn't yell at yeah. you. I feel like I didn't nope. come off too racist. Maybe with that one idea. I got uh, I'll you probably did say listen. the N word. Yeah, but that's I was quoting. I was saying something. <laughs> I don't give a shit. If people want to get mad about that, fucking come at me, bro. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you guys, faggots. <laughs> um, you did say faggots a lot too. Yeah, that you one. Said- that one. I'll never. I'll never drop. If it hurts you, you know. Sorry about your feelings, guy or lady. Hey, if you're a lady person. that's offended by the hey, person, sorry about your feelings, person. Hen, I uh, if if hen is uh, upset about something, then hen can suck my dick. <laughs> you know. Hey. <laughs> And that's the most progressive I'm going to get on this episode. Uh, uh, anything to promote? Uh, no, not currently. I don't think so. Most likely this will be out tomorrow, I believe. Like, pro- I'm, I, I might try to get it. to. I probably won't get to it tonight. This is a late night episode. Babies Thursday don't realize. This yeah, is, uh, babies don't realize this. Uh, coming at you we're after ra- hours. We're, we're wrapping up at 11.45. Yeah, if on. we waited, if we were on here for 15 more minutes, our sexy voices would Ooh, come on and our dark. pants would come I'll off. I have to jerk my dick more. <laughs> That's um, what I'm going to do as soon as we're done. You're going to jerk your dick? Maybe. You're going to think about I'm the gonna, babies? <laughs> not babies, gonna, not babies. <laughs> the babies. Our, our lovely babies. capital babies. Uh, capital babies, yeah. <laughs> Um, anything, but yeah, we did the, do you have another, oh wait, the Civil War Max coming back, right? Yeah, Civil War Max, so, Civil War Max coming back. Civil War Max coming back, yeah, to yeah, Lewisburg. So if, if you're in the Lewisburg area, come out Thursday nights. I believe uh, Civil May, War Cider. if this is coming out on Thursday, uh, it would be tonight, right? Is there one if tonight? This is out, if this is out Thursday, the first one is tonight. If this isn't out Thursday, next Thursday is the second one. <laughs> and either way, the, the second one is next week. Yeah. So, so come out to that. But other, uh, other than that, no, I don't really. I'm, I haven't really. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, no. yeah. Actually, if you're in the Williamsport area, I can't believe I almost forgot. Jesus. Um, if you're if you're in the Central PA area, similar. If you're close enough to come to the Lewisburg Mike, <laughs> yeah, you'd be you'd be good enough to come here. Um, oh wow! And, Thank you. <laughs> at the uh, the, hold on, let me find it. Take your time, God Jesus Christ. Uh, Elliot Chang is coming through. He's performing at the Art House Projects in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Oh, very nice. Uh, I'm hosting. 
Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin Seabird Seibert and Eddie Krasnowski will be performing. Maybe. Um, but I'm very excited for that. It's going to be a good, good time. Where's that going to be again? Uh. <laughs> it's going to be at the Art House Projects in Williamsport. Oh, baby. That's going to be a blasty blast. Uh, February blast. 8th. Uh, next Thursday. I think it's, yeah, next Thursday what? in Philadelphia. I'm going to be at the Victoria Freehouse with Mr. Zachary Hammond. Uh, it's going to be a blast. I don't know who else is going to be on that show, but it's always seems to be fun. It's always fun there. Uh, there's yeah. I've been to shows where there's been only a couple people. There's I've been to shows where there's been a ton of people. Uh, I've been to shows where there's just uh, about half of the amount, and it's but either way, they're always fun. So come on out uh, to see me and Zach. Also, March 22nd and 23rd, I believe it is. It's uh, Friday and Saturday. I'm going to be at the Harrisburg Comedy Zone with, as of right now, Pat House. And the other, the headliner, I don't know yet. But Pat <laughs> House is a really cool dude. And I like uh, talking to him. He's fun. Uh, what else? Uh, live Buddha Boys. Not Wait, what is this? January, February, March, right? Third Friday yeah. in March. We're going to be at the Midtown Scholar. Doing it again until you fucking babies show up. We're going to be keep doing it there. I don't give a shit. Uh, you can wait us out if you want. I know you guys listen. Come out to the shows. Um, uh, bring your rapid fire topics. We're going to have prizes. We're probably going to play games again. Uh, we want inter- You know, we want interactions from the audience. We want indie. You fucking talk to us enough online. Leave your fucking kids in the car. And come to the show. Yeah, it'll be no it'll children be, allowed. <laughs> it'll be a good enough temperature that you can uh, leave them in the car for about an hour and a half. Yeah, leave them some hand warmers. Give them one hand warmer each to sit on, and you know, just fucking deal with it. Give them some fucking juicy fruit. I don't know. <laughs> um, anything else that you want to tell the, the all the babies about? All I want them to know is to be blessed, Buddha baby. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.